of 10 Count Wrestling is brought to you in part by Uncle Scoot's Original Family Barbecue. Uh-huh. The tastiest meat this side of the Mississippi River. Yeah. With the family's super secret 16-ingredient blend originated in Chuck Trimbley's basement. Uh-huh. There's nobody in the world that can beat Scoot's meat. Yeah, I tell you what. <laughs> Enjoy any one of our 23 fine locations featuring our exclusive whiskey fountain and cigar bar. Uh-huh. Try the new Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Boing you up! Real good. Yeah, it's so, so sticky you'll need two boxes of tissues. John knows what we're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> this week only, bring the whole family in for our very special four-wheel family meal deal featuring two full racks of ribs cooked your way or the highway. Yeah, half a pound of pulled pork, three of our 27 unique sides, and a full loaf of cornbread. With new sauces being added to the menu every month, every visit's a new experience. If you can find tastier meat in the USA, you can go fuck yourself. Now on to the show. Welcome everybody to episode 41 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. We are coming to you for the first time ever. From the place where hopes, dreams, and hymens are smashed, the House of Gravity. <laughs> and here again with us, as always, the founding member of the Sid Justice Powerbomb Club and the 10th uh-huh. Wonder of the World, Justin Strem. Yes, well, thank you. And thank you to Mr. Tremley for hosting, and thank you, Macho Man, for that lovely ad. And Uncle Scoot. <laughs> Joining us once again, the two world order themselves... The man who puts the geek in Greek, Mr. 305 Live, Peter. How we doing, son? Dig it! And of course, returning for the first time in God knows how long, the brand new Mr. Caitlin Mowbray, oh. a.k.a. the man who gravity remembers every single day, John Tremblay. Every IPA tastes the same. It absolutely does. And I, of course, am the walking bicorn, honk honk. Oh, boy. Oh boy. The dean of the new school. Without the old job goes out, the old nickname goes out. Ah. Chris Parcella, gentlemen. Wow. We're here again. How's everybody doing? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> it's a fucking drive and a half to get up to you know, who John the fuck Lynch knows where in New Hampshire. To me, besides you, but it was the longest drive I've ever had in my life. It's a lot easier getting to my house. Yes, it really is. Welcome to the first ten count wrestling north of the border. That's right. <laughs> are you are you Massachusetts? Just sitting over here. You know, you may live in the state of New Hampshire. We live in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, motherfucker. I'll get my gun and show you the state of New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah, live free or die. No bike helmets, but you can't text and drive. Makes a whole lot of sense. I'm going to light some fireworks in the backyard while you you guys do your podcast. I like it. I'm down for that. I love fireworks. Fan of the week. This week, of course, Jennifer Migliozzi. Tomorrow's her birthday. Ah. Happy birthday, Jen. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Happy um, birthday, what's key, Jen. What's the key word in that? <laughs> you. Uh, before we get on to today's topic, which of course is top ten individual promos of all time, uh, this week in wrestling history, December 4th, 1991, Jack Tunney declared the WWF Championship vacant, which led to the 1992 Royal Rumble being for the WWF Championship. That was the biggest mistake he ever made. <laughs> oh, let, don't, let, don't let, you fucking start. Yeah. Led to the downfall of Jack Tunney. Of course it did. And on December what 9th... it was bogus. Well, more after that. I think declaring it vacant was a brilliant stroke of uh, work by, by the former president. 
by the former. I president. disagree. That's why he was impeached. <laughs> by the former. No collusion. Director of Canadian operations. That's right. With the fake yes. TV president title, Mr. Tunney. Anyway, sorry. And no, we're good. And December 9th, 2001, sorry. Chris Jericho defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Rock on the same night. Uh, yes. To Biggest mistake of Jericho's career. The undisputed WWF champion. So that's. And how did he celebrate? By crying? He didn't drink. Oh, no, he had a little bit of the bubbly with him. No, no, no. I think that's the one where he won it and he was yeah. in Germany. And he went back to the hotel room by himself, and he got Domino's. Yeah, I couldn't get Oh, that's right. Domino's. It's in his yeah, book. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah, he couldn't find any place open, so he just sat in his room. Just by a little bit of uh, Domino's history. Yeah, great moments in ordering Domino's. Domino's. Mm. Great moments in ordering Domino's history. <laughs> so, since the last time we spoke, Survivor Series happened. Did it? Um, it did. You were in another country, but. Yeah. Some of us got to enjoy Survivor Series. Some of us had to watch women walk from Seattle to Jimmy's. So. <laughs> like Strem said, that bitch must have smelled like shit. <laughs> the best part is when I sent my dad the pictures, and he goes, Deliterate. Buy her some dinner if she's in the restaurant. I'm like, Clearly there's no snow on the ground in these yeah, pictures. We just had a blizzard. Like weeks so ago. Today. Months ago, even. <laughs> Yeah, if you missed it on Chronicle, Chronicle some woman blocked the perimeter. I love how Strem watches Chronicle at 35 oh, yeah. years old. Uh, Strem's 35 going on 82. Well, I'm, a, I'm an old soul. Was that on say. Popcron? Or, uh... <laughs> well, we just put on Channel 5. I don't know, we, see, we go through the whole cycle. We but... see that? He's blaming Steph. I, I bet you I Steph guess. wasn't even in the room. No, she, she wasn't. Even, uh, Sid. And, and that woman who walked the perimeter of the country for seven years, 10,000 miles, and ended it. What took her so long? Fucking Jimmy's. Because she stopped every five miles to talk to people. Why? Wow, wait. Oh, said. yeah, hey. Yeah, it's people that didn't want to talk to some <laughs> smelly broad that fucking was hitchhiking across the country. Hey, what makes you happy? Excuse me, well, poor right people. Right now, it would make me happy if you stopped talking to me, you crazy bitch. <laughs> hey, poor people. Hey, poor people. I can wander the earth and never work. Yeah. I've got a question. Why the fuck would you walk the perimeter? Go across. It's a right. lot quicker. You know what? Well, you know what? She cheaped out. She walked through none of the Dakotas. Yeah. Well, when you don't have a life, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have no friends. And you, you know really... what I, I loved? The, the lady in the, uh, the the vignette said, well, are you happy? And she couldn't answer the question. Yeah. So she spent seven years of her life walking to my restaurant. <laughs> we'll for what? So she was going to be happy after she bought her, after you bought her a meal, but... I told yeah. her we were closed. Yeah. <laughs> you know the best part was? She had about... Her big welcoming party after a seven-year hiatus was like five people. Yeah, uh-uh. five people that drove <laughs> yeah. well, I think to see her. It said quality, not quantity, Strem. I think you missed part of your uh, your, your, your popcorn. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I was cooking dinner. Now, did she do this for a cause, or did she just watch Forrest Gump in the morning? That's not a bad idea. I think she... I think it was more the latter. I don't think she had much of a plan. Is she running for president? No. Walking the perimeter of the United States for president. <laughs> if you only win the perimeter of the United States, you win the election. That's why they call it the perimeter election. Huh? I screwed that joke up. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Ah, perim job. <laughs> <laughs> ah, waka waka. Hey, you're on my TV. <laughs> oh, Christ on a bike. Yep. So, thank you, thank you for setting the the still images in the video. That was pretty funny. To see. It just I couldn't believe it when it popped up, and I had to Snapchat it because I'm like, is, I'm pretty sure that's Jimmy's because I've been there on several occasions, as you know. And I was like, this is this is the 
culmination of her 10,000 yeah. mile walk. I'm gonna stop at some random yeah. steakhouse on the, yeah. on the bridge. And, a, and all I could notice was the bird shit on our awnings. Oh my god, <laughs> that looked bad. But one of the, one of the fine, many fine family-owned establishments that you can go to in the Commonwealth yeah. for yeah. a quality meal yeah. at affordable family fun That's prices. That's right. Jimmy's Jimmy should, should oh, be Jimmy's. our... Uh, the real spot, the yeah, real advertisement. I'll give talk us 50, to my people. Give us fifty cents, and we will. Fifty cents. I, I think I have fifty cents in my car. I how, will how, about you, how about you just bring four decent meals, maybe an appetizer? Fifty cents. Hook me up with a chicken parm, or how about how about just some of that delicious bread? Yes, I'll bring you some free bread and rice. Yes, free bread and rice. Peppercorn uh, salad dressing to dip it in. Sure. No, ah! yeah, we'll get you some. John, as a former employee, it's the least we can do. Yes. Get you some bread. Yes. I'm, I'm on my Jimmy's pension plan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got off the rails really easily. Um, All right, I'm about Jimmy's. So, so Survivor Series. Mm. What would we think? Um, Solid show. I liked it. It was fun. See, I know you guys hate the... the I do. Show versus show. Yeah. I'm hoping for that's a purpose. Yeah. I agree with that. But I don't think I've hated any Survivor Series the past five years. I've enjoyed the team, the show versus show matches, but this year the whole show was fun. Yeah, so I only saw the second half of the show. I was working on a Sunday night, of course. It seems to be my standard lately. Who but you I, Pete? I, yeah, yeah, right. You're voting, uh, but voting I, your home life, right? I I <laughs> thought that, but you know what's funny? What made listens? There's, there's a couple reasons I thought it was good. One, NXT added a whole dimension to it. And two, the the storylines within the show is like um, the the SmackDown team fighting itself, basically. Yeah. Um, that was the, four men disrespecting our king. Yes, Corbin getting getting besmirched by his own people. Assholes. And I just don't know what 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 provides brand pride. Well, I think NXT right. had the one reason to have brand pride this time because they've been considered the lesser show all this time, not the main roster. Mm-hmm. But now that they've kind of, quote-unquote, graduated, but they're still kind of viewed as the lesser of the three shows, they had a reason to all kind of get together and yep. kick some ace. Yep, yep. But I thought um, the the championship match between Lesnar and Mysterio was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought you it was going to be Lesnar and Drunk the Clown. Drunk the Clown. Again, what Brock match isn't fun to yeah, watch? Yeah, I agree. You know? I, hey. I can think of maybe one since his entire return That's that wasn't damn fun. Good. Yeah. I mean, Granted, the guy doesn't wrestle as much, but I think that's, that might be a lesson for all, them to learn for all their talent. Don't overuse your talent. Right. right. You have so many people in your roster. Rotate them. The Give one, them a three-month story and then take them out and put someone else in for the next three months. The one thing that I think holds up about the Attitude Era better than any of the actual content is their ability to get so many people over yes. with less time. A well, two-hour show. That, but that was only because of Intruso. <laughs> Bro. I mean he had a part in it but what I liked about this year's Survivor Series that made me care more than any other there was actual fallout like usually it's like oh we Brian, we were against each other now nobody fucking cares yeah. Smackdown is building one of their top feuds mm-hmm. Roman versus our king Baron Corbin completely around how Roman turned on Corbin during the match. Yeah. Like and Seth's becoming a heel because Seth of the is, way Roman Oh my before. god, that was that's one of the big the big pluses is yeah. Seth's heel turn. There I mean they're doing plenty of there's a lot of fallout that is being reflected on what happened in the show. 
Adam Cole, baby, versus Pete Dunne was the match of the night. One could argue, though, NXT's the only show that hasn't progressed that the events of that night. But they probably had the most reason to progress those stories. Well, they are. Um, Not really. Well, because everyone's just feuding with each other now. Well, there's also the carryover because they had TakeOver War Games the night before. So yeah. they're more they're more focusing on what they did against each other right. at War Games. Right. Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. But that's and why Tommaso. I found it weird that they're like, okay, we all beat the shit out of each other one night ago, but now we're going to all be friends. And I don't get why they had their own pay per view than there was an actual pay per view. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, the it's, my, it's a dumb way to get hurt. My, yeah. And my, why you just said Pete Dunne and Adam Cole was the match of the that night? That was the match. Of the why night. wasn't that on the friggin' night before when it, they had their own fucking pay per view? <laughs> because Waste of fucking time. Because Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era was in yeah, War yeah, Games, yeah. and Pete Dunne was busy earning a title opportunity in a triple threat match against Damian Priest and Kenny Omega. It actually did make sense. It actually no. I I, I liked the show a lot. I liked right. War Games and I liked Survivor Series. I've liked Survivor Series the past five years. I, ever since that one where Sting showed up, yes, where Ziggler awesome. yeah. was the last man standing, I, I they've liked been it. solid Survivor Pete, Series. Pete, I love that one. It yeah. rocketed Dolph Ziggler's career yes. to the top. <laughs> he's, oh man, he's still a mainstay. He is not unhappy at all. <laughs> so, hey, he resigned, so... The one thing that NXT did well on Survivor Series, to your point about they beat the shit out of each other the night before, there was only one instance of that, and it was Bianca Blair. Team, N- Team NXT, because Undisputed Era was in the fucking war games the night before. Team NXT, none of them were fighting each other the night, the night oh, before. Oh, that's okay, yeah, so you didn't have Keith, heels and fists. You had Keith together. Lee, Matt Riddle, Tommaso. That's true. Um, who else was on the I forget who else was on the team. Keith Lee, Tommaso, Matt Riddle. Damien, Damien Priest, and, yep. Damien Priest, and some, but they didn't. None of those guys wrestled each other <laughs> on Takeover the night before. Am I boring you, John? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so NXT had two nights of action. <laughs> Fuck you, Survivor Series <laughs> is good. NXT also gave us the funnest SmackDown since it moved to Raw because that was an accident because the race, the uh, terrorists, Oops. took over. Right, and uh, Crown. So, which means Crown Jewel is a brilliant idea. It's a great event to hold annually. So that's going to do it for the Survivor Series recap. <laughs> so it's time to get to the list. Unless you want to talk about AEW. This was, this you was know what? Let's touch AEW a little bit. Touch I think AEW. everyone has something to say about... Uh, I'd like John to start off with his thoughts of how the product's been up to this point. Well, I've been away for three weeks. Uh, but I, I tuned in last night for the main event because, you know, I, I had other things to do. Watch Below Deck. Uh, we want to talk about Below Deck. I haven't been watching Below Deck. Okay, yeah, right. I haven't been watching. But no, I, I think... My Wednesdays are now resting. Watching... <laughs> this is not the 10 count Below Deck podcast. So, Kate Chastain... No, I'm kidding. Um, I just think it's still... It's 99% Jericho. He, he pulls the cart in everything you hear about. No one... Because no one really talks about wrestling. They yeah. talk about what happens and storylines and how they progress. And obviously, Chris Jericho is doing what he does best, and he's creating. He's a creator. It's true. Yep. But I think last night I was confused because it looked like they were in someone's backyard. Uh, I don't know where they were last night. That was the tiniest stadium I've ever yeah. seen. And the ramp? Well, well, yeah, they, they did that at the pay-per-view. Is this going to be a permanent thing now? That dumb ramp? Or is yeah, that just for I think it is. Stuff? I don't um, like it. I don't I like it that is. ramp. They what? didn't have it at the Boston show. They might have, but with our no, angle. They didn't. they didn't have no? it. I have pictures of it. Okay. They didn't have it. Because I looked yesterday at 
I don't understand what this ramp crap is all about. It's, I, I think, it's very WCW. I think if John Mo- WCW didn't have a ramp like that. No, they, they used to, used to before do Nitro. Video. They did. Yeah. Oh, before yeah. Nitro. Well, no one watched before Nitro. That doesn't count. The creepiest thing is, what was that match with Akeem the Barber? Akeem, uh, when he got electrocuted? Oh, Abdullah the Butcher. And they got Abdullah the Butcher, and everyone came out, and it was the creepiest thing. It was like the druids that came out, and they hauled him off. It was on that ramp, yeah. and they hauled his, his lifeless body off. So we're looking okay, at call. the Boston picture. There is no ramp connected to the ramp. I think that's a new thing. I don't like it. They do, They definitely like have it. done it on all the papers. You know, it's a weird feel, and a year from now we'll say it's the greatest thing of all time because there'll be some awesome move off it. Well, I don't I don't like the tiny table everyone goes through every week. Yeah, they need to, like, invest more in the chairs and the tables. <laughs> because it they, still they, looks they, minor to, they didn't go to Tables R Us. Damn they it. They to, like, Iron Sheik's Table Emporium, and it's all, like, made from Saudi Arabia. Yes. I also think that uh, John Moxley, if he wants to be, you know, if he wants to do his own thing, I mean, was it his idea to enter through the crowd and they were the shield? It happened, they all do their own thing now. You know, right? John Moxley. Chris, you had the best point about John Moxley. Oh, my Moxley, God. So say, say please he's, say what it is. I mean, he's a great wrestler, and I want to be a fan. But, and again. He has moments of brilliance. He does. Like, Joey Janela had a terrible promo last night. Yes. And then Moxley just comes on and says, So... So and it was it got over. Yeah, yeah. So ninety percent of the time, I'll say rightfully so. But Pete and John love to call me a Vince Honk, which is not entirely untrue. I won't deny it. I've got my moments where I'm a Vince Honk, but I'm trying to find my my note because yeah, I want to. Like Three hundred texts last night. So yeah, it's uh. Hold on, sorry, folks. Blah 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 blah. Well. Go ahead, Strem, while I look in, for this In the meantime, fucking... I would say AEW is capturing some casual fan attention. There's people popping in that, you know, will listen to our show intermittently. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Who, who don't watch NXT. Um, so I think it's... <laughs> get a soundboard. I think it's... Um, it's at least getting a buzz. And I think, to Trumby's point, that's mostly about Jericho. But yeah. I will say that... Uh, Orange, uh, Orange Cassidy yeah. is... They need to give him a match on, on yeah. AEW. Love him or hate him, but he's getting... People okay, are... Awesome. The second he has a match, I love that video. it all goes away. That no, video, it doesn't, because that's his thing. That's how he got himself over first. That video that Pete match. said of the AEW opening with... with, <laughs> oh, with oh, oh, my God. Cassidy. And they kicked the door open, <laughs> yeah. and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't see that live? I did, I did. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, with the music yeah, turned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. found it. So um, we were talking about John Moxley and uh, John Tremblay text. So Mox comes through the crowd, crying emoji. And I responded with, of course Moxley enters through the crowd. He could do that He could do that in prison, which is what he calls WWE. Yeah. Um, and came to AEW to change his persona and do things his way. Right. He hasn't changed a fucking thing. No, he he talks from, from turning his head and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, they let him be him. Yeah. But they just gave him script. I think his only problem was scripted pro. And he doesn't have to wear jeans anymore. <laughs> you know what? He was wearing tighty like boxing yeah. briefs for a while. I'm yeah. glad he started yeah. wearing pants again. Yeah, Tyler got his legs. A yeah. uh, new concept for the uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, we just read our text chains. It's the last time <laughs> yes. we had one. <laughs> yeah, because we basically have a better podcast when we're texting each other. Yeah. But we just don't do a list. Right. 
You just all scream at each I'm other. I'm more involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't all scream at each other. Pete, John, and I will text for I four days. I get and then I cry, and then I feel bad that Chris might be mad at me, and then I get... I get Pete, I John, get and I text for four days, and then we uh, and then we call Stephanie to do a wellness check on Strem. He's like, oh, I'm still here. I thought that was funny. And then that'll be the end of it. Sorry, guys. Good Listen, work. Cody's the biggest baby face they have. He's over. Yes. The thing I love about AEW that WWE is not doing as well is the progressing storylines and they're sticking to their plan. Whether we like it or not, they have a direction and they're going with it. To that point, they progress storylines in two hours a week. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. That's great. That's good, It it, it proves that you don't need 18 hours of programming a week to to push your storylines. Excuse me, Monday Night Raw only has three hours. I'll say this. Three Monday. NXT... To Wednesday. I love their pay-per-views, but their show weekly is boring to me. I don't disagree. There's something about it that's just boring. Now, they have a great main event. Usually, their main story is good. But everything else in between, I don't feel like... When I'm watching AEW, even if it's at its worst, I don't want to change the channel. Mm-hmm. But NXT... Is that because you lost the remote? <laughs> I might have sat on it. But the NXT, channels are literally one away apart. from each other, yeah, too. One apart. Yeah. But mm. I usually watch AEW live, and then I'll rewatch NXT. The channels are one apart? Yeah. No. Oh, I still have to speak into the mic. Are you, uh, are you at Fios? I still have... No, no you're Xfinity. Oh, I, that I still have be. to speak into the, into the remote. Uh, at TNT? <laughs> USA? NXT? <laughs> I don't know any of my channels. I don't wow. either. Five five zero and five five one on That's all Verizon. I know is those two because they're right up right. down, up yeah. down, up TNT. down. They know drama. But Files ruined the, re- the recall. The recall oh, button. Put it back on the football game. NFL Network. Right, it brings it up that. Brings up a menu. Like, no, I want to just go to the last channel I was on. You can disable that. I'll talk to you after. Oh, oh excellent. All right. Yeah. Oh, can we fix that on the podcast and mm-hmm. sell it? <laughs> Learn how to disable the last channel menu button on your Files cable remote. Yep. Tonight at 11. <laughs> I can walk you through it. Because I was driving me crazy. Yeah, I hate it. I, I hate it. it. Why do they change it? The last <laughs> button's been like that for That's 50 years. Damn it, woman. Why do they have to... Oh, they have to ruin everything. <laughs> Back in my day. There was three channels. You had to back. walk in the snow 15 miles both ways uphill just to change the channel. The back button meant the last channel, not the current channel. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about my son, David. <laughs> yeah. my son, David. We're going to start doing Independence Day quotes. That voice was trembly, but I liked it. <laughs> so it's time to get to the list. What list? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's move on before he says something we need to edit out again. What do you mean, edit? <laughs> Disgruntled Jew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Pete nailed it. <laughs> oh, that didn't nah, I had the spaceship. Oh, Area fifty-one. You can you uh. can leave uh, the Jew comment because you can make fun of Irish and the you Jews. You can't make fun of Jews. Yes, you can. It's one of the last things you can make fun of. You can't make fun of fat chicks. Can't make fun Listen, of midgets. Jewish people run the entertainment industry. They run the so world. They, they you kidding care. me? They don't care. Please, let me tell you something about fat chicks. Down. All right. <laughs> So, a, now, they, um, they anyways, a, moving on. They lost a great one on 11-16, all right? Oh, oh rest in peace. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but anyway, keep going. No longer 11-16. on the market. <laughs> oh. <laughs> even I knew what he was talking about, and I don't get anything. I thought 
I thought that some fat chick died. I, read, I took it the wrong way. <laughs> Coming up next, the top ten promos of all time. But first, a word from our governor. Ooh. Yes. Today's show is brought to you in part by Sherry Johnson's Constitutional <laughs> House of Pancakes. Made from only locally sourced American ingredients, Sherry... Sherry. Sorry, McMahon. <laughs> Sherry Johnson's Chop is breakfast made the right way, the American way. Why eat an international pancake when you can get one made here in America where breakfast was invented? Sherry wants to make breakfast great again, and so should you. Sherry's pancakes will build a wall of flavor in your mouth. Every day is Independence Day with our red, white, and blue pancakes, topped with sweet strawberries, whipped cream, and plump, juicy blueberries, with your choice of meat, eggs, and toast. Where do they get their meat from, Uncle Jesse? It's American. From Uncle Scoop's Barbecue in the District? Same distributor, actually, yeah. These pancakes are so delicious, you'll be thanking your cook for his service. And now, yes. back to the show, McMahon. Oh, thank, you. Oh. thank you for your service, Governor. Oh, that's fucking hard and to do. please say hello to the cook in the back that's always going to yell that, Pete yeah. Johnson. That's right. I'd like to leave a review. Pete Johnson had, Pete Johnson actually was going to be a sponsor of the show today. Until there, was a request, until there was a request for Sherry Johnson, so I I hear that Pete might have some type of uh, business for us to promote next week, so Excellent. stay tuned. Can't beat Handsome Jason's Family Style IPA, which is one of our favorites. That's for sure. A lot of editing to do this week's drama. I apologize in advance. Just stop it. All right. This week, it's episode 41, and it's the top 10 individual promos of all time. Woo! I love me a good promo. I do too. It's the only thing I really like about wrestling. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I what? thought this was the top ten finishers. Oh, well, you know. No, well, fuck you then. You can do your list. We'll do oh, ours. man. Man, I wasted my whole day at work. <laughs> By the way, feedback from last show. Oh. They got a text from... from a person? Yes. Wow. A real live person. A human person with a heartbeat? Other than Dalton James? Other than Dalton wow. James, who I'm, well, I don't even think he listened to the show. I think way. he was full of shit that night. Yeah, he, he pretended to know. Next to us. Yeah, he's like friend. <laughs> so, Bobby Silva. Yeah, my my friend. Yes, pretty much uh, one of our six or seven people that gives us feedback. We love you, Bobby. Bobby just wanted to give a shout out to the Famouser for a good finisher. Oh, that is a good finisher. You can sort of hit it uh, unseen. You can do it to pretty much anybody. Yep. He's right. That is actually a really good move. Yeah, and I think he's just, he's a big DX guy, as his wife, as yeah. I mentioned. So. And it paralyzed somebody, so you know it's effective. Did it really? Marty Jannetty used it as the rocker dropper in a tag match against some guy that lied about his credentials. It's on the Wikipedia. Oh, wow. I did not know or that. Or as Rich Voss would call it, the Wookiepedia. He <laughs> <laughs> stinks, and I don't like him. <laughs> Bobby Silva? Mm. Howard, uh, this is like McDonald's the Corporation. Uh, for 50 years of yeah, story, we'd like to thank you, uh, but... Oh, that's great. We're, we're, we're going to have to let, let you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why you don't you, have to edit that out. That's, fact, no, that's, why no, that's you, fine. Why don't you just get your stuff and leave now? Huh? Okay. Who are you going to replace me with? Well, <laughs> so we'll explain that after the show. Um, so, John, you're the host. I would like to uh, oh, invite you. Count Woo! I would like to invite you to start us off. Remember, if your top three is about to be um, scream horrifically, raise your hand if your one of your top three is about to be impeded on. So, my top ten 
Uh, my number ten. <laughs> Sorry, wrong numbers. Uh, not good with numbers. <laughs> um, I originally thought this was uh, AJ Lee telling Nikki uh, Bella, Nikki Bella, that uh, the only door she kicked down was the one to John Cena's bedroom. But it was actually Nikki Bella just shitting on the entire Divas roster. Well, that, didn't- Ronda Rousey say that to her? Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. I, I went into this thinking it was something else, then I watched the clips I remember. Yeah. And it was, AJ it was AJ Lee just tearing down the entire division. Right. Uh, which was great. Um, she comes that, out after a six after a six woman tag match. Stop if you've seen one of those before. Yeah. Uh, the Wait! <laughs> Teddy Long was out. Ha ha ha! Um, basically the Bellas and that uh, that redheaded chick were on the outside of the ring. And um, Tyson Kidd's wife slash uh, Anvil's daughter. uh, What's her name? Natalia. Never heard of her. (laughs) And the Funkadactyls. I think one of them is still wrestling. Um, They had a six. Yes, it was the Total Divas. uh, It sparked the evolution. I think it was. It was one of the early. It was like the Sam Adams. Yeah. Like not the beer, but the actual guy. Right. Um, She basically came out and said that Total Divas wasn't real, and the only thing real was her abilities to kick all their asses, and uh, you know. Everyone thought that Nikki Bella was a was a good wrestler because she had big boobs and she was more toned than her vegan, pale sister. Mm-hmm. And um, Eva Marie, people thought she was good, but she could only wrestle in bed. Um, <laughs> Natty's only in the in, in the in the federation because Natty she, might uh, as well wrestle uh, under the name of Nyla Rose. Let's be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got <clears throat> no, no, she doesn't. She has no. some talent. No. Some Natty? talent. Not at all. She can Her put on, talent is to kiss ass. She can put on a great sharpshooter. Remember that time she got kicked in the tummy and she peed and she got all mad about it? <laughs> that, that, that's Natty's lasting... Oh, by the way, also AJ Lee tore down Tyson Kidd in this promo when uh, he basically called her... He, she said he wasn't a man and could never fight. So, a- wow. AJ Lee was kind of like the bane of the women's revolution. You know, we're yeah. off the fire. Yeah. yeah. She dropped her... She was the spark. She dropped her... Pipe bonnet, I, as they yeah, call Yeah, I, I was going to say... <laughs> I'm raising my hand yeah. before anybody even gets tempted to so, say that word again. I, I'm, I, I thought it was entertaining. I'm generally not a fan of dumping on a whole division. Uh, I don't well, think when the division everybody. deserves it. Yeah, but I mean, as Carmella once said, she was pr- damn proud to be a diva, and I thought that was great. Because that's what it called for at the time. Yeah, so, I like Carmella. Carmella could say she's damn person. proud to be, you know, an, air, an area one. And sort of be like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa. Hey, Carmella... Yes. Is a former New England Patriots dancer. Not only that, she she attended the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth. Yeah, so did I for an hour. And she also doesn't give a shit about any of us. So (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) She she appreciates it. She told me she loved me! (laughs) Entertaining, for sure. I didn't make my list. No one cares because it wasn't your turn. That was my number ten as well, John. Thank you. Oh wow! Um, really? Was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two world orders sticking together. I like wrestling. (laughs) Unlike some fake Jews named Justin Strem here. He's a real Jew. (laughs) Woo! I don't know if you can say that. I'd like to quote the beautiful AJ Lee. She wrote, "I earned this championship." And no matter how many red carpets you guys walk to, want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels, you'll never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylors. Yeah, yes. And also, oh, I quit enough. and retire forever. <laughs> you know what, though? So, so, so you know what, Strem, I, I'm going to say this to you. Um, if I was, I don't blame her. She could go with any of these girls, but she doesn't have to because she made her money back in the dark ages of the divas. Yep. 
Nope, that was my number ten. You're right. Justin Strem's wrong. Right. So, Chris, your pick. So, so, so Pete and I looked at the same website. Yes. My I'm number. Sure ten. things match quite quite well. My number ten was from the night after WrestleMania 33. Eh, wrong, Strem. Next pick. <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, what is your pick? That's in your top three. Okay. What is it? I don't even know what your pick is. Thirty. WrestleMania 30? Oh, no, no, WrestleMania 3. At 33. It's five words. Really? You picked that? It's I a, thought it was awesome. It, my name is Joe? No. <laughs> I have. No. I have. No, that was, <laughs> that, was after, that was the night after WrestleMania 34. I have a wife and a kid, and I also have a good friend named Luke. <laughs> Yimia? Oh, Jesus. It was Roman Reigns on the night after defeating The Undertaker. He, he, oh, he, he, yeah. After beating up his grandfather, he came out and said, "He after beating up his uncle Mark, he got into the ring and let the crowd boo him for eight full minutes." That was pretty funny. Wow. And he just picked up the microphone and said, "This is my yard now." Yes. Dropped the mic and walked out. And what could have been the crowning of the top heel in the division, but, but Vince, um, no, damn it, god damn it. <laughs> He's terrified not to have that main face. He's gonna. Yeah, he really. He's gonna is. make a few. But I love it. This is my yard now. Just the effect that it had on the crowd, the nuclear heat that he had for beating the Undertaker the night before. Yeah. Which the Undertaker had already lost at Mania. It wasn't that big of a yeah. deal anymore. Um, but. But at the time, we thought it retired the Undertaker. Yeah, it was you, a it was a wasted opportunity. But this do is you my think yard. Undertaker yeah. should have retired after WrestleMania thirty. After no, he, he lost the block. One more answer. WrestleMania seven. <laughs> After he beat Jake the Snake Roberts? Oh, uh, uh, Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, that was his first one. That wasn't a real Undertaker. Yeah, it was. No, that was, that was the guy who just was becoming the Undertaker. Well, that's my favorite Undertaker. I, w- I would say, to answer your question, no. I think he should have retired after WrestleMania sort of like that, and that should have been his retirement. But he should have had a different main event just for him. Well, the question is true. Was do you think he should have retired after WrestleMania 30? So I guess your one-word answer that I requested no. is no. No. My answer. Do we have any rules in this podcast or no, what? You guys are this. No, this is like a government. Come hearing. on! This is a government What's a hearing. Most rat, by the way. Yeah. Most rat's a band from Parks and Recreation. Oh. My answer is yes. Loses to Brock Lesnar, and we the never see him again until he goes into the Hall of Fame. That's right. He goes and. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have done. He goes and sleeps with whatever her name is for. Michelle McCool. Yeah. Yeah. Roll Tide. She looks like a you think everyone looks like a man? No, only the ones that look like men. <laughs> Strem, you're number 10. My number 10 from 2016. Boo. From Talking Smack. <laughs> oh, this... oh, oh, wait a minute. You can't go that low with that one. That's All my right. number oh, 9, actually. No, oh. actually, that's not my top three. Go ahead. I just want to fuck with you. You sure? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my number uh, 7. That was an honorable mention for me, so go to it, it, my friend. It is, of course, The Miz absolutely flipping out on Daniel mm. Bryan. And what I was buying as a real work at the yes. time. Yep. I think that's what made it so good, right? I think I, it I was think... a real work. You think so? Yeah, I think he was Hold really on. Hold on. I think a shoot. A real shoot. A real shoot. I think it was He worked himself into a shoot. I think those two definitely don't hate each other anymore I, if they did at all. But I think the real... But he said he said a... I think the real issue was the Miz was more disappointed that Daniel Bryan wasn't around. That's no man to wrestle. I think they're actually friends. I think okay, that, well, I those think pictures that are touched up in most, Photoshop. Most so, yeah, things I can look at like that in those. Most things are a work. Let's let's start there. Yeah. And I, I think it was 
And Brian basically makes an off. He makes a comment right to Miz. Yeah. He goes, "I'm going to come on right and say it." are debating if Michelle okay. McCool is hot or not. Because you're no, 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 no. <laughs> We're debating. I'm sorry. I got, I got sidetracked because he said she looks like a man. I apologize. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. So you're mild. You know, what make that your right. random hardcore halftime. <laughs> yes, I've got a good hardcore halftime. Good, hottest divas. No. So, um, so he says. Anyway, he says Miz wrestles like a coward. Yep. And he says, you know, he's it's a WWE soft style. Renee Young actually helps sell this because she's like acting like. This she is, probably wasn't in no, on it. I really think yeah. his promo was from the heart. He it could have been. really bad. No, no, it was. One of those yeah. work shoots. Yeah. I just can't he, believe... Daniel Bryan wasn't supposed to say what he was supposed to say the way he said it. It yeah. set Miz off, and Miz spoke from the heart. Yeah. I just can't believe anyone could be that angry around two of the hottest blonde chicks you'll ever see. Who, Daniel, Daniel Bryan and Renee Young. Young. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his wife was there. Yeah, Maurice was there, too. Maurice was... <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. Maurice was there. No, I don't think Maurice was there. I watched it like an hour oh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it... Um, the, the, Maurice, the, the, by the way, a butterface. Get out She's of here. a butterface. Get out of here. So, Mike, I need you to Miz, my toes. Uh, Dan Bryan says he, he only has... That the Miz only has safe matches. And, and yes. the Miz, basically, the gist of it is, well, you're injured, so what good are you? I'm no coward. Yeah. And he's like, if you... You're the coward. If you want to wrestle so bad, why don't you quit and go wrestling bingo bingo halls and again? He came back and he did, and then they didn't. And now they have a storyline going on together. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's great. This so, this sparked a storyline that's been going on for like four years. Yeah. It's been so good. three weeks before they were watching uh, Back to the Future, and they saw Marty McFly called Chicken. Mm-hmm. And they said, wouldn't that be great if we could do something like that? Mm-hmm. And then the Miz goes, I'm going to call you a coward. Hey, I'm sorry. Nobody calls but me. Miz isn't that good of an actor. Look at his face. Look how beat ready he is, how he starts to cry. He's angry. Yeah. He's not that good an actor. That was what? real. That was real. Pete, he's been on TV since he was like 20. Dude, so. Yeah, but yeah. But he's not a trained <laughs> method actor like Damien Sandow. Pete, he was in the Marine 4. Come Five on. and six. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Aaron Stevens' tr- new trailer for his new movie? <laughs> I no, you it was haven't. fucking it's hilarious. It's, it's on NWA Power. Yeah. And his new movie, that's acting, sir. Daniel, are you telling me you built a wrestling ring out of a DeLorean? <laughs> I just think... Vix was uh, heavy. I think The Miz is... Even Caitlyn, who doesn't watch any wrestling, goes, he's still wrestling? Like, people still know who The Miz is. Dude, The Miz yep. made the IC title relevant the Miz, for a while. Like, yeah, really let's did. face it, The Miz was that's the champion for, like, what, six, seven months? He yep. should be a champion again. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's yeah. just He has immense talent and, and great crossover... Uh, yeah, there's a there's a fire alarm broken. Tomorrow. You need a nine volt battery. No, it's not broken. It just needs its operator to change the battery. I got a, no, I got two, and they're right next to each other. And I, I stand there and I try Which to trigger. Which one are you? Exactly. Should change both. The fire alarm. Or Pete, I'm not made of nine volt batteries. <laughs> the fire alarm. Or as, you mean I gotta get another nine volt? Or as Mitch Hedberg once called it, the nine volt battery slow drainer. If there's a fire, you're gonna fucking know about yeah. it. You don't need cheap, 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 cheap. So anyways, The Miz and Daniel Bryan was my number nine. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, that good. Was my that means seven. we get to skip your number nine and go right to Pete. What's your no- yeah, number nine, be. Pete? All right, my number nine is Chris Jericho's WWE debut promo. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't give Jericho all the credit because The Rock had a big part of that why my that number, was fun. That was my number five. That's great. Um, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um... We all know. We've seen it. It's awesome. It's the big countdown, the Y2J. Time out, time out, time out. 
What is your name? It doesn't matter what your name is! That's right. Um, I did like this quote from Mr. Yeriko. You people have been led to believe that mediocrity is excellence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jericho is excellence. And now, for the first time in WWF history, we definitely read the same you website. You have a man yes. who He's can re- entertain you. Are you ready for the website right now? John, Rank- I made my list on the way to your house in Rank- my car. Ranker.com. But you know what? I agreed with all my picks. I did. Me too. I so, agree with your picks too. So okay, it doesn't matter how you get there, just get there. But well, I think you. Um, can this you was... at least pay tribute to the author of the uh, article? Yes. Yes, yes Peter Carapaz. <laughs> John Trumpley, Peter Carapaz, the True World Order. Peter Carapaz, um, it was clearly great. Uh, clearly, what and it, if you watch that raw, Jericho's on it like three or four times. Like he comes out yeah. and does that thing, yeah, and then, he, then he attacks a couple people, and then they do absolutely nothing with them for, for like three months. Year. Yeah, so, he, he fucking shares the Intercontinental Belt with China. That's right. He one night in China. Most overrated women's wrestler ever, well, by the I way. Don't Haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Vince Russo. I'm going to have to tell Jen not to listen to this episode after the Fan of the Week shout out. After three and a half minutes, Jen, you're good. You can turn it Jen, right listen up. to the first how does the, how does the run? How does the car? Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Knock it off. Um, My number nine is from Monday Night Raw, June 2013. Mark Henry goes yeah. home. Six. Okay. Mark Henry goes home. Uh, Mark Henry did a very emotional retirement speech. Um, this line that I got off of the Ranker website. To my little girl Joanna, who cries when I leave home. <laughs> Baby, I'm coming home. Like John Cena that. gets in the ring, hands the world the WWE Championship to Mark Henry. It was the closest he'd ever fucking got to it. Because uh, um, he was born. Hey. So the only reason Kobe. John Cena gave it to him was he knew he was going to go over. And then they hug. That's a good point. There's a good future episode. Top 10 John Cena burials. Ooh. There's going to be more than 10 of them. Well, there's sure. plenty of honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, but they hug, and then Mark Henry picks him up. World's strongest slam. You think it's that easy? I'm not going nowhere. One pay per view later, John Cena beat him. But it was fucking awesome. Like it was one of those. It was one of those few times where you, you believed it. You I believed remember it. watching that, and it, it had been a while since I watched wrestling. Like I had just started watching it again, and yeah, I, I didn't really. It didn't affect me the way it affected fans. But you noticed the fans were like, "Holy yeah. shit!" You know? God bless you, in America. That, that salmon uh, blazer and, yep. and, yeah. uh, and he wore it the uh, and he te- yeah. yeah. I think his son had a miniature version yeah. of it. So like guys, things. guys like Mark Henry are the guys that like we'll bring on this fucking guy again, and we'll kind of yes. tool on. Yes. But we we do appreciate them, and it's like this guy gave a lot over the last twenty years. Right, he's out here to retire. I'm like this is kind of cool. Not the big show though. So. I don't appreciate the show. With the deepest regrets and tears that are soaked, I'm sorry to hear your dad finally croaked. He lived a full life and on his own terms, but soon he'll be buried and eaten by worms. If I had a son as ugly as you, I'd wish for cancer so I would die too. So it's time to get up, get your life back on track, because that old bastard's dead and he ain't never coming back. My daddy! My daddy! My daddy! Jump on the casket. So, I love the big boss, man. So, R.I.P. So Mark Henry's retirement was my number. 
Fake Return was my number six. I remember I was watching it at Justin Strem's apartment. Ooh. Back when I would go to the gym, bring my sweaty balls over to his house. <laughs> and uh, I just remember we completely bought into it because Raw advertised for it, something they don't do too often. They yeah. said, oh, a special announcement for Mark Henry coming up, and... You you bought it because he yeah. came in the ring. And That's like the only time he would he get his own time. Yeah, right. You thought it was legit. I I just you know what it was so unexpected that he would give such a great promo. No disrespect to him, but it was it. He just it's he crushed it. No, that might be show of hands. Yeah, no, I mean, not at all. What crushed it? Was racist? it racist? Not at what all. What Strem just said. He didn't think Mark I can criticize a man. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Jericho loves this song. Remember he's a great song. Somebody got to get the ass with. Yeah, he used to do when he first started his podcast and he did all the hokey radio shit. He would hit the cowbell. Somebody got to get that. that. We split that stuff. Oh. Ibbity dibbity dibbity dibbity. Interviews going to get to the mustache. New uh, picture for the podcast is weird. Oh, yeah. With the long hair. Beautiful. All right. Strem's number nine. My number nine, baby. I could be blowing up somebody. If it's who I think it is, you are, for sure. Is it Dusty? Yeah. Top three. Yeah, Dusty Rose. I'm going to say Neffa Lena, boy. I'm gay roads. The American Queen, Dusty Rose. Give me a minute. Go away, baby. There's only room for one queen in this family. <laughs> go go away, baby. And it's me, baby. <laughs> Jonathan, number eight, baby. My, my number eight is another Jericho promo, greatest of all time, but my number eight. Uh, the, the man of a thousand yeah. four oh, holes. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's my number four. Um, That's my number six. I love this one. It was eight. I I put his other. I put uh, his debut a little bit higher than that. Mm -hmm. But Jericho's just such a. He's a promo machine. Basically, I think he's in Philadelphia in the middle of the ring. And uh, they used to give him just time. He could do whatever he wants in WCW. (laughs) And he says, Malenko! You're the, you claim to be the man of a thousand holds. Well, I'm the the man of a thousand and four holds. (laughs) I counted. (laughs) And the best is he has the list. And he's yeah. reading it, and it's all, what is it, armbar. Armbar. Uh, and then it's just something ridiculous Arm like, drag, I'm drag. The moss-covered The moss-covered three-handled family credunzel <laughs> shows then, respect. Then they go to commercial halfway through, and he goes, oh, we'll get this cleared up, we'll be right back. And I guess during the commercial break, he just took the microphone, and he says, the Flyers <laughs> suck, the Phillies suck, the Eagles suck. And they came ah. back, and the crowd was just roaring hot at this asshole reading his list, and 18,000 of them are armbar. <laughs> And then it was it Prince Ikea comes out and takes his well, list. He kind oh, yeah. of did an homage to that this week when he was reading his lexicon of Jericho and yes. reading the people he wouldn't. He he, he kind of did the same shtick. He repeated the same thing, yeah, yeah. which was Moxley. 10 he should he should have said Ambrose. You're right. He should have said oh, that would have been said fucking Ambrose. hilarious. I mean, he said Page. He might as well have said Ambrose. He did. The man who defeated a thousand four wrestlers a few years ago in WWE as well. Yeah, but he, you're you're right because I mean he's got the computer paper it's with like the, the holes the on old the side. Computer paper. Yeah, the old nineties yeah. Windows. It, it's just like it just it's just it's the beginning of his genius. That that whole stretch, and you could put honestly any Malenko promo in there where he gets the uh, the poster of Malenko God, yeah. and and he's <laughs> trashing the poster, or when he calls out the. Uh, the fake Rey Mysterio and beats the crap out of the, the tiny Rey Mysterio. Hey, isn't this Tampa? Isn't this where your father is buried? Oh, that one got you. <laughs> and Boris Malenko. 
If you if you have you know a half an hour to kill some time on YouTube, go there, watch those four or five. There's a really cool Bleacher Report uh, article that's just the top ten Chris Jericho promos. Uh, nice. That should have been this podcast. <laughs> We could do a one. I just uh, like a year from now. The, the slamboree when he's introducing all the uh, oh my god cruiserweights. No, I no. fucking love that. Coming out next is Silver King. If he wins ten more matches, he'll be upgraded to Platinum King. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that was my number eight. All right. Well done. Well done. Good number eight. Peaks. Uh, my number eight is Paul Heyman's One Night Stand. Mm. That is a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a quote here. That I, didn't, I, that I, see, I found I, myself. I didn't pick. I didn't pick that one off the website. I like this one because, again, it, it was kind of a little bit of a realness. Yeah, I'll take something. You want a nice bubbly beverage, please? Got a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Um, Paul Heyman was able to spread his wings as the head of ECW, and at one night stand, 2005, he let his visiting WWE superstars have it, kind of like. The AJ Lee promo where she called out people in the other division. He did the same thing here. And uh, mm-hmm. I like this part. Was, again, this is kind of like the start of fans in the know, and then they're using that in their storylines. I feel like this is one of the earlier... Uh, well, not early. I, mean, I guess they did it in the Attitude Era, too. But anyway. The only reason you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. That was a great line. Wow. So I thought that... Heyman's amazing. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth! Oh, Elizabeth! That was a big one! <laughs> JBL's selling. That was fucking great. Mile! Yeah. Heyman deserves to be on the list. That was an honorable mention for me. Um, but he he's given dozens that could be yeah. on this list. 100%. I did a little searching while we were talking about Chris Jericho. Hold one, arm drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three, the moss-covered three-handed family credenzo. Hold four, arm bar. Hold five, the Saskatchewan spinning nerve hold. Arm uh, move eight. He went from five to eight, by the way. Arm bar. Move Beverly nine. Brothers. Sh- Beverly Brothers! Move Beverly nine. Waterfall! The shooting star sa- staple super press. Move ten, right-handed, then it cut off. Then um, they go to commercial. They come back. Seven twelve arm bar. Seven thirteen the historician dish. Fourteen the Canadian. Then he stopped. Seven twenty through. Whoa! I'm starting to blow up here. The Jericho screwdriver. Seven twenty five super blizzard. IK comes out and he goes, "Hold on, I still have two hundred and four to go." So Jericho was a, Jericho was a master. Oh Jesus! His math was a suspect. That's but, right. Yeah. Um, my number eight. I feel like it might be on screen. Look at the coasters. Uh, table you see the coasters? I don't put a coaster uh, on this thing. Nope, I have a different one. For okay. So my number eight. <sighs> it's always a sad day on 10 Count Wrestling yep. when we're doing a top list and I have to mention Bret Hart. Yes. However. Really? You put a Bret Hart promo on there? Wow. Frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. You know what? That was an honorable mention for yeah. you. Yeah. I don't like Bret, but one week before WrestleMania 13, an angry Bret Hart throws Vince to the ground. And ta- starts talking about how everybody screws him. Nobody cares about me. It was a good promo. I liked how the... But I, get, I don't think that was a promo. I think it was really French. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's where he lost me. So, I should be the WWE champion and everybody knows about it. And then... <laughs> is he taking a shit? That's how he's talking. Is he talk. macho man taking a shit? So, he, he's ranting and raving about how angry he is and how everybody's against him. And it's a really good promo. He goes, and everybody knows I should be the champion. 
Because I am the best, and he just fucking like killed it, and that's why it's said number eight for me. He said his fucking uh, catchphrase. But you know what? I, you know what I liked about it? The the, uh, the cage was half taken apart. Yeah, it gave a little bit of a realism to yeah. it. It did again. That was the whole time. And thank God, Shawn Michaels came out to save the day. Am I right? Yeah. Sid came out to save the day. Well, no, no, Shawn Michaels saved the day in the end. He had that chair. He's walking around the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what did Sid say on the way out? He said, ah, you <laughs> shut your mouth! <laughs> no, he said something like, said something like that. That he sounds said, about right. He said, meow. <laughs> I, think, I, 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 I think he said, uh, and I have half the brain you do, Brett. <laughs> but then, so one of the best parts about this thing was Austin interrupts up on the Titan, Tron. Yeah, yeah. You know why they call you Stone Cold? Because your stones are so cold, you won't come out to the ring and face me. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Is this, and this was your number. Yeah, yeah. Until that point, it was really good. No, it's it's this low because it because of that. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. frustrated and pushing Vince wow, to the ground. I feel bad for my list. And going into right. business yeah. for himself about being screwed. And the yeah. Undertaker comes out or something. Yes. It's, it, everybody's... This is what I loved about that <laughs> era, though. Classic Raw. Everyone came out. 96 and 97. I'll, I freaking keep saying it. My favorite... Yeah. Year stretch yeah. of Raw because all the the five main guys all had their own storylines, but they all intertwined. Yes. Not, not even that. No, at the end of the show, they all just come out and kick. Like this happened. This went into the two thousands. They'd all come out and kick each other's asses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a steel cage match that ended that night, and like half the cage is still up. It's complete mayhem. Yeah, and he's screaming. Vince McMahon is out there, and he's screaming at Vince. And then Stone Cold's on the Jumbotron, and Sid's walking down the ramp. And it's well, Brett, I, I understand you might be frustrated, pal. Push. <laughs> yeah. You shut your mouth! Frustrated at the goddamn leg for it! Yeah, he's swearing. Where's Gretzky? This is bullshit! <laughs> Gretzky, he's wearing his Oilers shirt. Owen! 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 And then I told Owen, Hey, uh, this is Stu, huh? I can't believe it. Bret Hart was such a bad wrestler. He gave Stu, Stu a heart attack. Made the man a goddamn prune! He gave me a heart attack. I was stretching his mother really good. Hold on. I'm glad you brought that up. How many times has the Hart family sued Vince McMahon for Vince to only just be like, Oh, one of your kids needs a job again? Sure. Well, Teddy Hart. Bring him on. I think it just shows how great a person Vince really is. Honk. He really is. He, he forgives, man. He forgives. Honk. Somebody cue Diesel's theme He's music. He's like some type of um, money-motivated Jesus. He also loves storylines where people buy slaves in the 80s, though, because I was watching it last night, and I forgot oh, about that he is, he's stuck. He is stuck in, like... The Jerry Springer era too. Mm-hmm. This whole Lashley thing. I, um, I'm loving I the Lashley story. I think he gets a kick out of it's, it's... married people make out with other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. I mean, but how great! That's I was showing my dad the clip of him and Tori when Tori's taking his pants off. Oh yeah, yeah. On Thanksgiving, my dad was laughing his ass off. Oh up. yeah. And then he turns around and Linda's there, and he falls in the fucking corner with all the trash, and he goes, "What? You don't trust me? What? You don't trust me? Oh my god! Your dad's fucking I, awesome. I got a little something. For you, Tori. Come on, Tori. Why don't you say hello to Mr. Mac Daddy? <laughs> so this is this is Chris's new honk alert. <laughs> That's me. I miss Diesel. I do too. I don't. 
The real Diesel. Yeah, the real Diesel. I like, I like how right. Kevin Nash maintained a decent haircut into his 50s. Dude, Kevin Nash is in better shape now. Stem cells, baby. I don't know. Yeah. He, he just had his knee replaced. Stem cells, Kevin baby. My number eight. I could be a blowout <laughs> mode here. Is that uh, the gooker in your house? Oh, what's that alarm? <laughs> you don't want to hear Strem's number eight? All right. Uh, the man who won the 92 Rumble. Oh. Where? And, okay. That's, that's my number seven. Um, well, this particular one, maybe we all have slightly different ones. but It's this, all the same. Yeah, they're all pretty much the same. Hold on. Pete's checking his list from Ranker. That was my number five. Okay. Okay. It's Ranker's number five. This is the one, you know. <laughs> it was when, actually 11 in Rank. Oh, 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 my God. It can't be 11. When it was like NWA and WCW combined in 85, I believe. Oh, shit. No, we're oh, all different, ta- different. We're talking different. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Oh, different? Oh, you're talking. I'll, I'll make it higher. Yeah. <laughs> No. no, this uh, one is bat from way back when. Uh, uh, I, with the shoes. We're talking '92. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I just, yeah, ma- I just, I just made that my number three. So shut up. <laughs> I'm moving my list around. Yeah, I am too as we're going. This one is when he talks about his $700 lizard shoes and his $13,000 Rolex. Lizard. And basically, it's a long promo about how Ronnie Garvin does not deserve to be champion because if you're going to be champion, you got to live it. You gotta breathe it. You gotta wear it, and he's just screaming for like five minutes. You know, th- th- with that old blazer. This is going way back to '85. You got the sunglasses on. It's in that same run. You know, my shoes cost more than your house. It's my favorite line in any promo ever. Yeah, exactly. And he Andrew Brigham about... loves that line. Oh yeah, and it's just about him being like it's memorable. The championship was made for him, and he was made to be champion type thing. So. Anyway. I was made for champions, baby. You were made for champions tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be a steel cage match <laughs> in the red lights <laughs> with the fiend and friends. I like to watch matches in the red light. That's right, baby. <laughs> We've been doing WWF stuff so- for forty years. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> As a manager, I watch wrestling, and we talk about wrestling and stuff with at work, and um, he had some crazy theories Oh shit! that you guys might want to hear. He's All saying, right. WrestleMania, it's going to be The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. How the How fuck would they pull that He said they're, they're grooming someone at the performance center to, to gain a bunch moves. of weight. They're going to spray, spray paint his tattoos. Oh and put the gimmick on him, and the only man that's going to end up being able to beat the fiend is the fiend. Uh, so it's going to be like a fake Diesel, fake Kane. I don't know if those matches would go for that. Those matches always Pete. go great. That's don't what they? he said. He goes, I don't <laughs> know how that would go over in 2019, because, Pete, but that's is, what they're doing. This is a worse idea than putting worms on the ring. I know. <laughs> yes. I mean, again, is this just how crazy Bray Wyatt? Like he maybe has a brilliant idea, but doesn't know how to finish it's, it. Through. Let me tell you something about Bray Wyatt. These are none of Bray Wyatt's ideas. This is. You know, I think a lot no, of them are. No. The fun house is all Bray Wyatt. I don't. I nope. Doubt it. Seriately, doubt it. I, 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 I bet you he is. A, a, he probably has a team of writers, and he says, "Why make me look good?" No, I I'm, think a fucking, a I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking rotunda. Hey, uh, the rotundas know their shit. Yeah, he's also a Wyndham god. Yeah, they damn do it. know their shit. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I think the fiend, the, hey. the fiend is going woke, and I think Sister Abigail will beat woke. the fiend at WrestleMania, oh, and wow. the Sister Abigail will sure. remove her mask and it'll be Ronda. I think these are all horrible. Hold on, positions. I'm going to. So one of them comes to and someone's like, I think I'm going to say a something right idea, now. Actually, if Ronda Rousey 
is revealed to be Sister Abigail. I'd be okay with that. I may never watch wrestling again. No, I'd be okay with that. Come on. Ronda Rousey is marketable as Ronda Rousey. Liv Morgan has to be Sister Abigail. That would be believable. But again, why is she should Sister be somebody, Abigail? It should be somebody though? brand new. Yeah, why would Liv Morgan... Why don't you just make Bo Dallas Sister Abigail? That makes more sense. Yeah, that'd you be know? awesome. Liv Morgan, after she had that really good match against Steph, uh, oh, against she had Charlotte... she a really good match back in 1999 Why don't these women do Playboy anymore? Shut your asshole for a second. <laughs> Um, she had that really good match against Charlotte and lost, and she got on the microphone and was like, you're not going to see me for a while. I'm going to go find my true self. Oh, And she's been really? gone. Oh, I, don't, I must have missed that one because I, I fast forward. <laughs> then she retired like fucking AJ Lee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not that good, so I'm going to get... Me and Dio Madden are packing our things and heading up I'm, down south. I'm five foot one. I'm leaving. I like to put my tongue out like Sam Samara. <laughs> oh, no. And I also like to lick lollipops and make my tongue blue. But you know what? I realized I gotta go find myself, and I also am going through menopause. Alright, what's the list? Fuck you. I just finished my Ric Flair number eight, so it's. My number seven also is also Ric Flair. After the 1992 yeah. Royal Rumble. That was my five. five. Yes. Honorable mention for me. Really? I thought that would be your number one shrimp. I know, I love uh, it. The quote is, when you walk around this world and you tell everyone that you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And what else does he say in that promo? And this title is, is the, the only title in the rest of the world yeah, that right. makes you... Number one he with a tear. He also said, yeah. "Lim Morgan sucks." <laughs> you didn't hear that you. part though, because you were a little kid. You didn't get the. Right, right. You know what? Hold on. I want. I want to venture a guess. Liv Morgan may not even been born yet by that in that time. But if we all recall from the uh, top uh, ten worst champions of all time, Liv Morgan was. I think. That I think Ric Flair is one of the top ten worst. No. WWF. Hey. Hey, well, don't worry. We've mentioned that pick quite a few times in this show. You're, you actually, you're yes, welcome. You know. <laughs> After carrying around that fake title belt for and proclaiming to be the real world champion, to give a promo talking about how the other championship was the only one that mattered. Is the is the stroke of brilliance yep. there? A pinnacle. Yes. You know what I you know I regret not putting on my list was the uh, the last promo he gave on Nitro. And he says, oh, "This yeah. is for the boys in the back." Yeah, it's a good. And one him too. and Sting put on a match in t-shirts because they were too fat to fight. So <laughs> I, I like Rick Flair because he got fat and skinny, fat and skinny. Yeah. Fat Another guy who had great hair in his fifties, his seventies. <laughs> so to the point of your shit talking, Liv Morgan in the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. Liv Morgan was born in 1994. Yeah. Wow, that's Liv, Liv Morgan was conceived at the 90... At the 90... There we go. Reason, All right. She's no! Reason, she's the reason that uh, WrestleMania 11 happened, too. She probably is. Yeah. LT versus Bam Bam? Yeah. yeah. Okay. LT was a huge Liv Morgan fan. Yeah, this is for Liv. I got a concussion from Belichick! <laughs> All right, Pete, you're number uh, seven. John already touched, actually, Strem already touched upon it. it was Don't you dare accuse him of touching your pick. Promo. That was my number seven. My number seven is from a man who pro- provided one of our uh, advertisements this this evening. 
Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. bringing it back. Yeah. Okay, that's my yeah. top. Uh, actually, no, four. Sorry. It's number four. Number four. Wow, you guys are blowing up my list today. Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should have caught it on the website. That, I didn't realize this was going to be That one actually annoyed the shit out of me. I don't know how many creamers well, he had in his hand. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. All right. You won the cream of the crop. Fucking coffee stirs and yeah. creamers. Macho Man was brilliant. Yeah, the fact that he could just take that random prop and make it. The fact that something. he could do loads of coke and do a promo <laughs> that right. awesome. Bring him in eighty degrees. Like many of the other wrestlers in his heyday around the same time, it was just simply amazing. His hundred eighty three sixty is also a great promo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Savage, it looks like you've done a complete 180. 180 degrees, three sixty. Spinning, spinning around. Oh, he's great. You spin it around. I have another Macho Man one, but okay. I'm going to save it for later, and it's not that one. Okay. All right. Number seven. <laughs> All right. My number seven. You've said that more tonight than we've ever said it yes, before. Is yeah. from TNA Sorry. I think it was a drive that really got us on edge tonight. It's from TNA Wrestling. TNA? You watch TNA? No, but I watched this promo. <laughs> it is Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Woo! Both doing Ric Flair. Oh! When Jay Lethal... Comes out onto the ramp and he's elbow dropping the his sport coat and he said it looks like the horsemen were here and this is all in Ric Flair's voice. They took a dump in the ring and they left that and because uh, it's like the new horseman. Oh, okay. And Flair is in the ring and he's he's kind of laughing because. Jay Lethal is so spot on. Yes. And he starts fucking flipping out. How come Jay Lethal... that spot How come... I mean, there is... There can is I ask uh, you a question about Jay Lethal. How come he doesn't come to, like, a real organization yet? He's he... going to be a jobber that just does impressions if he does right. that. Right. Jay Lethal, I would love to see him in WWE. But, anyway, Ric Flair throws his shoes at him. You know, they have the back and forth where Rick says, Space Mountain's the oldest ride, longest line. And then, uh, you know, Jay Lethal... Um, it says it's easier jumping on than jumping off and all this stuff. So it's just legendary. If you haven't seen it, it's it's probably it. it it's on I, the network. Yeah, it's it's on it's the not it's on not the on the network. network. It's on YouTube, but it's uh it's on it's the network. Six and a half minutes. It's Vince Bond. It's on the network. Vince will eventually have TNA too. It'll be on the network eventually. You'll be able to watch eleven different AJ Styles Samoa Joe matches if you I'm get the network. Cool with that. Can't yeah, wait. That uh, they that, were. That AJ Samoa Joe didn't have chemistry. Their, their Ring of Honor work was better. That would just confuse people. You know, the AJ Samoa Joe rivalry in WWF wasn't that great. It was, they had shit finishes. Well, they also had a weird angle where he was going to his wife's house and, like, right. instead of her inviting him over, like, hey, Joe, it's you. Come on in for dinner. Right. He was, like, banging AJ's wife, but not really. Right. It was very odd. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what uh, what what number were we on? Six. My number six was Mark Henry's retirement. Oh, oh we talked about that. Yes, one we did. That's why I'm saying pass. My six was Chris Jericho's 1,004 holds. So Ooh. I'm pass. My six has already been brought up that it's in somebody's top three. So which one? And my six is definitely in somebody's top three because it's a pumpkin pie. All right. Oh, yeah, don't, don't. So wow, we completely skipped over talking about number six. Yeah. You know what that means. It's time for Hardcore Halftime. Hardcore Halftime is brought to you by Stagel's Pretzel Sticks, baby. (laughs) If you're going to eat... If you're going to eat any pretzel stick, why not wrap your mouth around a Stagel's, baby? Now... (laughs) You know what? I know many who have. Now... 
coming to you in thick. Flannel shirts have thick, delicious flavors. We got salted, unsalted for some reason, honey mustard, <laughs> barbecue, cool ranch, and peanut butter chocolate, baby. If you don't like Stigel's brand, we culturally invite you to eat a dick. And now, back to the show, baby. How about those pretzels we randomly got on the uh, beer tour? At oh, yeah. oh my god. They were fucking. I had the hot ones, so yeah, my yeah. god, oh, fucking, I think they yeah. gave away half that profit margin on They this really thing. did. Those were expensive presents. We all ate an entire really bag, which I don't think that they were... The maker. They were not planning on. Well, for 65 yeah. bucks a head, they, yeah. we got pretzels. Yeah. That guy... They were making me thirsty. driving all over oh, staring at her boobs. Fucking beast. What are you talking about? She was a 10 in fucking North Conway. Stop it. She was a 10. Oh, she was a North Conway 10. <laughs> she was a 10. She was a North Conway 10. She From Jersey, though, right? She was, yeah. She was, a, she was a 10 on the Richter scale. <laughs> Hardcore halftime. Staying with the theme of promos. Your top three best bad promos. Like, they're so bad, they're good. Oh, Bret Hart uh, yelling at Vince. Fuck you. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. Um, any uh, top three? Uh, three Roman Reigns. Yes, promo. three Roman Reigns promos. Any Dean Ambrose promo? Uh, the Roman Reigns promo when he lied about having leukemia. Um, <laughs> uh, so no I'm, one gets healed in six stop months. It. How about the one where that in the YouTube clip where the guy like keeps stuttering and has to pause? What's that one? Oh yeah, I know which one I'm talking yeah. about. How about uh, Ken Patera? Ken Patera. Yeah, yeah. that's what's, a good one. What's the one with? Uh, wow, guess who just Snapchatted me? Nice. Chris fucking Wasn't there one with um, Rick Steiner when he was yelling at a duck? Oh, well, yeah. Scott Steiner was <laughs> yelling Scott at a duck. I don't like ducks! That actually might be, should Scott's, be a good promo. Scott Steiner's Scott Steiner's math be, is it, definitely in that. That's, it, a, that's a good answer. should be a good promo, but it's, Rick, it's yeah. Scott Steiner. Sid saying he has half the brain. That was brought up earlier. Yes. I'm twice the man that you are. And I have half the brain, Strem, that you have! I have half the brain that you do. I came up with... And, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that, I was going to say Simon Dean uh, interviewing people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Strap? Uh, <laughs> I love this phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. I came up with uh, four because I'm a cheater. The Scott Steiner math, yep. which if you've not seen Scott Steiner math, fucking YouTube, but it's Amazing. wonderful. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes, cold-blooded sausage maker, baby. Oh, yeah. Tully Blanchard, I am the cold-blooded sausage maker. Um, the Owen Hart, that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Mm-hmm. That's an all-time Hall of Fame bad promo. That was a promo that was falling from the ceiling. Hey, Fuck you. Hey, hey, and of course, the Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania six plane crash promo. Oh, yeah. Where he says Hulk Hogan 18 times in a three-minute promo. <laughs> As you walk into WrestleMania! Hulk. Hulk. Hogan. Yeah. Hulk. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Where did you come from the warrior? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Start on top of the delicious. Wrap your lips around a Steiger's pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Have some meat with Uncle Scoot and eat a fucking wrap your yeah. fucking lips I have to say, that was. People. I thought it was going to be another Trembly relative, so it was a swerve to have it be Steiger's, but well, I liked it. How about uh, George and Lou's pup? <laughs> yeah, George and Lou's. Hey, smoking yeah. aloud. <laughs> We've got plenty of time plenty to of insult the friends I, of the show was, that don't listen to the I show. I was there. All right, we're into the... Top five. How do you know the moonlighting was real? I was there! <laughs> you were on the moon? 
Uh, oh, ne- fuck. Next I meant to put that into a fucking promo, oh, and I got sidetracked. The next episode is actually the top ten moon landings. <laughs> you, I was, you know how I know it was real? Because I was there. Yeah. You've been on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> top ten moon landings brought to you by Chuck Chemley's uh, Space and Aeronautics Museum. Gosh, bless him. Uh, you're not... Number five. My dad's brothers are just what your dad would have been if he didn't cut his hair. If he didn't finish school. Oh, Um, God. (laughs) My number five was uh, Jericho's debut, so we talked about it. Okay. This will be a quick episode. uh... We're at an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh... Didn't finish school. Fucking speech, he goes. He goes, speech? Shut up! He goes, uh. He goes, I think he goes, I love the Boy Scouts. I ate a few brownies in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck! And then the other one goes, Mr. Moonland, and goes, Oh, did you tell him the brownie joke? Those two just sit around all day. Do they, do they just live together? They live together and like work together. It's like work dirty. And they don't even have separate vehicles. Yeah, it's like vehicles. Statler and Waldorf. Dude, yeah. they, that's amazing. They're like best friends. I love it. It's Statler and Waldorf from wow. the Muppets. I fucking love it. That's why they, they got let loose for the night. Yeah. Hey, hey, we went, went down the street and Come, went, went out a burger. Yeah. Did you hear about <laughs> the church that burnt down? down Holy <laughs> smoke. Jesus. All right, you're number five. Number five. My number five was uh, 1992 Ric Flair's Royal Rumble victory. (laughs) Pete Wahlberg in in nobody's voice in particular. That was my number five as well. Pete walking up the stairs. (laughs) We're going to actually get to talk about a number five. Oh, that's what you think. Because this is also from 1992. Oh, that's my number one. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It number one from number one. It is a promo on superstars, actually, oh, between superstars. Ultimate superstars. Warrior and Randy Savage before the 1992 SummerSlam event. And they're out. Is that you <laughs> breathing normally? <laughs> mean Gene. So they were both faces at the time. Mean Gene calls them out and hosts them on the on the uh, platform. You remember the platform in superstars? Yep. Was this the Ultimate Maniacs? Uh, no, no, they were facing each other for the title, but they were both faces. Faces so, facing, face off. Nicholas Cage facing each other, nose to nose. For they should this. have made Warrior a bad guy at some point. I think it would have been great. If he, he did that himself guy. in life. No, he did, but he would have been effective, I think, as a character too. Yeah. So Warrior was actually pretty lucid for himself during this, and he's he's talking about how Savage um, is one of the best, but he's not the best. So Savage comes out oh, and he goes, superstars? Great. he goes, I'm better than the best. I'm the Macho Man Randy Savage and I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion and you're not. That's the oh, famous line from him. He screams it in his face and they're, and if, you're not! they're nose to nose. And then, and then all of a sudden in the ring, goes, I will be Hulk Hogan. Yes. I mean, rah-rah Randy Savage. <laughs> rah-rah Randy Savage. So in the middle of the promo, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect just go walk into the ring. And then they get a microphone too, and they start just shitting on both of them. That's and, great. And, and because they're both faces, so they needed the heels, right? Um, Perfect calls them pansies. <laughs> 
Flair says they were talking about the best and they didn't mention him and you know he's all pissed off about that. And then he says, great line by Flair, he says, I've been beating up guys with paint on their faces my entire career. Oh, wow. Take that stinger. And the Road Warriors. (laughs) Stop. So Perfect calls Savage the Macho Chicken. So Savage flips out and runs down. They start beating on him and Warrior comes down and clotheslines the ring and, and scene. I am the World Wrestling Federation champion. You know? like and you're not! If you don't like to know that stream, you won't find that on any countdowns. That's right. Just one sad nerd watching superstars into the No, night. that wasn't on Ranker. Yep, just, just, <laughs> just one sad nerd watch, watching uh, watching promos as he's planning his listen, wedding late into the evening. Right. Listen to the crowd as they're face-to-face. Yeah. And... On superstars, and they're going absolutely wild. I'll give Strum credit. That is a pre-raw promo, so at the time it was it was a, it was pretty hot. Superstars was great. I used to love watching. It was. Superstars. That's where all your major title changes would happen if it, you know outside of a big four pay per view. Well, no, they had Saturday night's main event once a month. That would be so they had um, superstars and Saturday night's main event. At that point, they weren't having. You have two often. shows on okay. Saturday. Yeah. Wow! There was one where Shawn Michaels wrestled on both of them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shawn Michaels is the word of the day. Wow! You know what? Day cunt. Wow! And that's how Pete was thrown out of the house. Wow! Nah. Rude. <laughs> Pete Carapaces was hey. never seen again. Never seen again. Do you want my number four? Is that where yeah. we're at? Yes. Yeah. It comes from the third man. His name was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the sixth? No, he's the 60th man. Stop talking! He's, he's the third and the sixth. Yeah, Stop so talking! Right. How can he be in the top three? Pete, what's your number four? My four, again, my list has been blown up more than a Saudi Arabian government building. Um, Randy Savage's Cream of the Crop promo. So you guys already touched upon that. Move on. Cream of the Crop. My number four. You want to go to war? You want a war? Oh, yeah. You don't get Oh, yeah. You might know who I am, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know who I am? <laughs> but you don't. So this is where the big boys play. Huh? <laughs> Look at the adjectives. Play. Which... I want to do a ridiculous movie of making like a mockumentary at the end of you all. Oh, this is where the big boys play. We'll get to that in a second because that was a week later. Throw a midget, um, dart a midget into a. Well, I'm a big boy and I want to play. He says, "Look at the adjective play." Isn't wouldn't play? Isn't that a verb? Yeah. I haven't checked my my yeah, dictionary lately, but yeah, look at the adjective play. Yeah. But that's not the promo I'm talking about. That was a week later. Scott Hall declaring war on yeah. WCW. It was before but Meltzer. You don't know why what? I'm, I'm here. here. You want a war? You gonna get one. Get um, one. Scott Hall. Canadian tuxedo without a shirt. That's right. Oh, that was great. Um, this was the infancy of the internet. You know, they we all had dial-up still. There weren't yeah. the de- the dirt sheets, and Meltzer wasn't ruining everything for everybody right, right. all the time. Well, he's full of shit anyway. Right, but like we knew Scott Hall was was leaving WWF, so it was a pretty good chance he was gonna show up in WCW, but. This way, in this form, it was fucking great. Yeah, he showed up like Dean Ambrose to the crowd. But he wasn't in prison. I just feel like for those two guys who just stopped fighting. Did I get paid for that night? Or Hey, you will not yeah. besmirch the good name 
of the maniac Mike Enos. That's right. That's funny. Beverly Brothers! That like, was like telling of what the NWO was going to do to the rest of the roster. Like, just it, nothing mattered. So, actually, they explained that. Scott Hall explained that in a shoot interview. Um, him, like, not fighting them, he was like, hey, just get out of the ring. What I have to say is more important. And yeah, they were like, then oh. you made those guys. But, like, they, but they, they were fucking second hour curtain jerkers anyways. Like, they're, they were like the popcorn match anyways on that show. But the point was, like, what I'm here to do is more important. And they knew him, so they weren't going to jump him. At what point do you think a wrestler just loses all hope? Like, every wrestler has a dream to be the guy. And then when you become a jobber, not through your control... How does one feel when you reach that level and you realize that that's all so, you're going to be? So, I don't have Zack Ryder's phone number. <laughs> that's good. He's so, I, I don't know. But, um, I think once you find out you're on main event every week instead of Raw, and main event's exclusive to the network. No, no I'm not saying when do you realize you're a jobber. Oh. When you realize, like, when that's you... what you're always going to be, no matter what you try to do. You are not going to be... Anything but... I think it it depends on the deal you got. Um, You know, if you're... If you're... uh, I lost my fucking train of thought. You know, if you're getting paid well, you know, and you're content to... Well, nowadays you're getting paid well. Back then they weren't getting paid well. Right. So how how did how did the likes of Barry Horowitz and Iron Mike Sharp put up with it? Yeah. Great question, Beverly Brothers. Um, Yes. That's a good question. Did they hate their wives and children and they were Someone like, the road's better? Said, you get booked to lose. It's, it's not, it's obviously picked. Yeah. But you get paid more if you win. So clearly they're favoring someone. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. But you're getting paid win or lose. So it's like, eh, who fucking cares? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, unless you're... It matters now. Unless you're one of those guys that's like super fucking obsessed. Like... If, I if was, Bret Hart were coming, I'm sorry, but if Bret Hart were coming up right now, and he was being treated, and not Bret Hart the talent, just the the, the yeah, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he was like being treated like a Mike Kanellis or a Kurt Hawkins, yeah. and still being paid, you know, six I figures a now, year. Bret Hart the man is so an oxymoron. What I'm trying to get at is good point. now the last ten years, let's say even twenty, let's say fifteen years, okay. the last fifteen years. Ever since basically Hall and Nash changed the way wrestlers got paid, right? right? I think there was more respect <clears throat> in being a jobber because, like, you're a wrestler, right? You're getting paid good money, even if you're losing all the time. But before that, go into the '80s and the '70s and the '60s. That had to have been a fucking Nightmare. hard pill to swallow. <laughs> like, you worked all your life to become a pro wrestler. You got into the WWF or WCW, but you'll never, ever. Be something. I don't know. I think uh, you can always get repackaged. I don't though. think they gave a fuck back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. Look at their lives. I think the person Pete, themselves. Pete, no, 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 no. The person themselves was on the road 300 days a year. Probably had a different girl in every town. Even Bret Hart did. As oh, we yeah. know. Don't you um, dare. Have you read his book? Look, look at Rick Flair. He was just drinking. Like, the man just say he had affairs? We know for a fact. A woman had Brett. affairs and did blow. I'll lend you his book. Brett? He wrote that in his book? Really? I'm surprised he wrote that stuff in his book. It's, it's funny. The book came out after he made up with Vince, but he wrote it before. He's like, I got screwed, and they, they screwed me. And he wow. talks about doing cocaine but, with like Bad News Brown. Yeah. Wow. I'll lend you the book. It's actually a good Pete, read. Pete. Even as someone that, you know, 
can't stand the fucker. Yeah, yeah. Pete, these guys travel the world and then blow and party all the time. All to wrestle for 15 minutes a night. Yeah. They, yeah, I, pro wrestlers are kissed without the makeup. I, I bet you. I bet you. Even now, the, the champs don't, like. Don't the, forget though, that the was t- a hard life back then. They're not staying in like five, four star, five star yeah. hotels back then. They're staying in roach infested. But when you're absolutely houses, motel Caswell, like, when you're yeah, abs- like, yeah, like they're not. <laughs> when you're absolutely rest in peace. Like, when, now, wrestlers Motel are rich. Caswell. Even No Way Jose Dead. is rich. <laughs> even who? No Way, no way Jose. Yeah. Pete. He's getting paid what two hundred fifty grand to be a Probably. jobber, but yeah. Pete, when that's good money. Yeah, yeah. When you're absolutely shit house every night, it doesn't matter where you fucking. I don't know, man. I think that's ah. a hard life. I think that's why a lot of them know. became alcoholics. I think, I, I think allegedly, like, like the being the champion, like, only meant that you had to carry a fucking title through security. No, you, got money. you made money as the champion. I mean, look at Hogan. Yeah, Hogan, Flair. Well, Those Hulk, guys. Were Hulk also got Hulk, Hulk. Also, was like the first guy to get a piece of merch and pay per view. But bottles. that's. Compliment to him. He was smart enough to make those deals. I'm financial savvy, brother. (laughs) Hulk's a a good businessman. Oh, man. That's why he's still popular. You gotta diversify, brother. Think about it. He's been fired how many times, but he owned his name and he was able to make money off his name. If he didn't do that, he would have been like the rest of the shit bums. Listen up, dude. I'm here to talk to you about (laughs) investing your money the right way, brother. Come on down to Hogan and Sons Investment Group. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, no free advertisers. What are you guys talking about, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> I seen him in WrestleMania 5 and he kicked out of the elbow drop from Macho Man Randy Savage. That was Savage. bullshit. How do you I know? I the girl to make a painting of hey. it. <laughs> hey, who could it be? Is that hey. Antonio Brown? Hey, how do you know? I was there. I was there. I never got a painting of the Macho Man giving Hulk Hogan an elbow drop at WrestleMania. Yeah. I was there. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot about that story. <laughs> you were at WrestleMania 5? <laughs> hey, it was in Atlantic City. That's right. Oh. All right, we got off the rails. Stram, you're number four. My number four was the man of a thousand four holds. We covered it. The man of a thousand and number four holds. Well done. Number three. My number three is the ultimate warrior after WrestleMania 30. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Oh, she's actually oh, here. Oh. Hello. Like, hello. <laughs> no, no, you have to come say hello. Wait. Um, nah, never mind. That one was too easy. Oh, It'll Jesus. be the reverse anyway. Oh, <laughs> be quiet upon entering. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you win me? Wine? More wine. Is it from the Sap House in North Conway? Oh, wow. wow. Ooh! Mill River. Wow, look at that. Cool, crack it open. Give us all a sniff. <laughs> Our New Zealand stuff. Oh, my so God! Wow. wow. have a scratch. Got a scratcher? <laughs> You're going to surely excite the palate, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, no free advertisements unless you style the pretzels. goat cheeses, sharp cheddar, and all fish. Grilled white meat, mm-hmm, and arugula. It is clean, crisp, refreshing, and F-U-N fun! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? How was your party? Lovely. It's Christmas. It's weird. Christmas. Oh, early. It was fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, fun Sure, what did you make a little spill there? Well, my uh, latte exploded on me. My latte. Caitlin loves the Bullet Club. DC for Bullet Club. Yeah! Shout out Bullet Club. Right? Great Shout out to the Bullet Club. Well done. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Bullet Club, first time, long time. Um, I've got a question for you. <laughs> have, I ever, have I ever done my Boston sports caller like character to you? No. Imbriglio and Richie and all those guys, we do it, we do it all the time. I go, hey, Felgi, good for having me. I got 32 points I want to get to. I'm going to get to my yeah. 17th point yeah. first. I think the Boston Celtics should trade for LeBron James. I think we got a lot of draft capital. I think it's a good idea. And then the Patriots, you know, they, uh, Tommy's going to retire soon, so we should trade him for, I don't know, like Patrick Mahomes. I think, you know, Kansas City will get a lot out of that deal. And, uh, all right, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my call. Bye. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I can't digging it, digging to those it. guys anymore, those freaking sports guys. All right, my number three. Are we recording? We didn't hit stop, yeah. Oh, we're still recording. Wow. My number three was the uh, ultimate warrior after the night of WrestleMania 30, the last night of his life. Yes. Uh, When he cut the promo and he says, Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if that what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others, what makes them bleed deeper and something larger than life than his essence, his spirit will be immortalized. <laughs> Which was a great, it's like he gave his own eulogy. He really did. Oh, what do you got there? Uh, I'd say the one thing that was probably disappointing in the end was that he had to wear that stupid mask. Plastic mask. That they had to sell. Why couldn't he just paint his face for one night? Right. He was sweating so bad, it probably would have well, wiped right off. Well, his heart was slowly giving up. Oh, so. Jesus. Um, but I think that was, obviously, it was a big shock when we all heard it. Because yep. we just saw this big, strong, healthy man on television sweating his ass right, off while right. he's talking. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, you, it was sad. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good point. So, with the exception of, like, the two big, like, shocking, the three big tragedy, like, shocking tragedies in wrestling. Yeah. Owen, Eddie, and... He who shall not be named. We started to like expect them after a while, which got unfortunate. Yes. Like, okay, Bigelow's dead. That sucks, but we saw her coming, and so forth and so on. Um, wait, wait, Bigelow's dead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um. <laughs> allegedly. Oh. Um. But no, but that, like Warrior and Macho were like shocking. Oh. Yeah, Macho. Especially did, Macho. Do you think man. if the Macho Man didn't wreck his car, he'd still be alive? He had a heart, he had attack, a heart attack while, while driving. driving. Yeah, but you can say it was a minor. Yeah, his brand new bride was in. Yeah. She died too? No, she's. Yeah. She, I mean, no, she's emotionally she's scarred, but other than that, she got out without a scratch. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they hit a tree, but it wasn't like they wrapped it around. No, he had a heart attack while he was driving. That's scary. Yeah. That's terrible. That's sad, man. That one bummed me the fuck out. Apparently, he and uh, Hogan, like. Saw each other at a doctor's office like weeks before that. Yeah. Like, no, I believe it. Why get, would he lie about getting that? the ticker chucked, dude. It's, uh-huh. it's Hulk Hogan. He lies all See, the time. You can Hulk lie Hogan. about dead people. That's a rule. Like, just look at Elizabeth I don't Warren. Think Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that man assaulted me. I don't He's think dead Hulk now. The liar people make him out to be. You know who else lies about dead people? Nancy Grace. When oh, you're yeah. when you've always been at the top, you got no reason to lie. People that lie are the ones that are bitter about your success. He had no one to be bitter about. Dave Maltar. Yeah, and that that would be well, a really, really weird thing to talk about, you know. Yeah, yeah. we got off track again. Yeah. Uh, Pete, you're number three. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them to go home. Hard times are when a man has worked at a job for thirty years, thirty years, and they give him a walk, kick him in the butt, and they say, "Hey, a computer took your plate, Daddy." <laughs> Can you do me a favor? <laughs> T- tell him. Read that Daddy. in Greek. 
Well, it is the Flintstones. Nice. You know, I, I just I want to prove a bigger point that Pete has like the most masculine voice when he talks in Greek. <laughs> I know, I should talk like that all the time. Yeah. I should talk like that all the time! <laughs> Where's that man inside you've been hiding all these years? <laughs> was that Greek man He's in my gun. <laughs> that, that, that Greek man stuck in your throat. <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? Well, clearly, Pete, a classic promo. Uh, I think Son his son a had a very similar promo a few weeks ago, by the way. It just hasn't become legendary yet for me to put it on my list. But Hot. I think that promo Cody had when he was talking with the Millennials and addressing Jericho before the pay-per-view, that, was, that made me uh, remember that Hard Times promo moment. But yeah, good yeah, promo. Good promo. promo. I like the end of the Hard Times because he's going nuts. But then he gets very calm for the yeah. last like 45 seconds and he talks about... I think it's, he's referencing his dad that passed away. Though. Yes, yeah, it was about yeah. his dad. Yeah. Son of a Actually, he, first yeah. he yeah. talked about racial inequality for 45 minutes, <laughs> then he talked about his dad. Yes, that's right. Hot time. Hot time. It's a good shit. Good time, Pete, baby. Good promo. Thank you. That was a good promo. Streb, you had it on your list, right? It was my number nine. It was my number six, baby. Maybe. Number six, daddy. Yeah. I, one point I wanted to make about that... Um, that I think what makes it such a good promo is if you weren't allowed to describe a, a character and could only use a promo to get the point across and like who it is, yeah, like wh- you know, I'm trying to like what what's a, what's the Macho Man like right. what what is that? <laughs> but what what's what's the common man? Dusty Rhodes is the common man. What is that? And you hear him talk about hard times. Yeah. Like oh okay, I get it. Amazing. He, he did what I think man. wrestling lacks today, and it's, I don't think it's wrestling's fault. It's just people are too much in the know. But he made you connect to him through that TV, right? You felt for the. That's how you get a baby the fish. Common over. man. Yeah, he. That's how Stone Cold. Stone Cold basically was. Everyone wants to beat the shit out of their boss. Right. 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 Stick it to the man. Not that's me. what Stone Cold was. <laughs> I am the boss. <laughs> I feel like you mean those girls want to kick my ass. Yes, <laughs> I might blow you up with my number three. Hey, he's a man. That's my number one. That's your number one. Yeah. All right, then I won't say it. No, you can do it. No, no, no. I, I like to preserve number one. My right, number right. three is a couple months after the Bret Hart promo that you brought up. It is the Hart Foundation promo. Ooh. Oh, yeah. May that's 5th. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. May 5th, 1997. Brett was actually in a wheelchair. As <laughs> You're one of your favorite <laughs> should have, gimmicks. Should have been in my wheelchair. That was a fun episode, but I think way. Brett was so, permanently in a wheelchair that year. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he goes he around. Wayne Gretzky. He takes a bunch of random countries. Because this is when he started like hating U.S. Yeah, yeah. So he takes like a bunch, like seven or eight, like South Africa and like all these random countries. Yeah, they love Britain, and, uh, South Africa. 
And then he goes to American <laughs> fantasy. I think he's dating. A, I think I think he's dating a South African as we speak. Oh no, North African. No, she's Italian. His new wife, his no, fourth no, wife. No, not his. She's not Italian. Oh, they're divided. They're divorced. Yeah, he divorced. <laughs> he divorced the Italian wife. Yeah, you should look at what he married now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. So he goes. Look to, what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> he finally comes around to the American fans, and he goes, "This line, tough titty," said the kitty. <laughs> Oh it's out of nowhere for him. But then he, what makes it great is he thanks each individual member of the family that they're surrounding him. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. then, like, he thanks, like, uh, Owen, and Owen holds up his slammy. He's got at least three title belts around his shoulders. And he's like, woo! Man. And uh, he thanks Pillman, who says, do, un- do unto others and enjoy it. I, well, I fucking love Brian <laughs> Pillman. What relation was Brian Pillman to the rest of the hearts? He trained in the dungeon. He just was awesome, so they liked him. Oh, yeah. So, I never got like, you know, I, I, I why they got away from like the four-man stable. Mm-hmm. I hate the three-man stable. It makes no sense. The five-man one, in this case, because he had Pillman, Owen, Bulldog, and Jim Neidhart. Well, Jim Neidhart doesn't count. <laughs> she looks so much younger, though. Uh, she really does. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> so, got that right. Um, oh, he's only been married three times. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much it. He also rips on both Austin and Shawn Michaels, who I love. He used to call Michaels the boy toy all the time. Which so I, he goes, he used to go, Shawn Michaels, boy toy. He went to the boy toy, Shawn Michaels. He goes, and then Shawn Michaels, boy toy. <laughs> boy toys out there doing this and dancing around. Yeah. So, um, you know, he basically threatens to sick his pack of lions on, on Austin or or boy toy or any you know probably Undertaker and Sid too because they were all feuding with each other apparently because <laughs> Brett couldn't so. get along with anyone well nobody got along did the Undertaker mention Brett in his broken skull session for himself uh, uh, I don't think so yeah because no. Brett's irrelevant good okay. point though if you have not watched the interview between I haven't I was a little left oh. down by it if I'm going to be honest with oh, you oh my goodness oh. I mean oh. it was good but He's it was saving it for the, for the Hall of Fame so Stone Cold just did a, a show on the WWE Network where he interviews Broken Skull Sessions. Get it right. I think Goldberg's next, by the way. Yeah. Who's next? So no one's gonna uh, fucking watch that episode. Oh, because they had pictures of them drinking he, coffee together. See, I don't like that because he already did a podcast with Goldberg on his podcast. Goddamn, some were both bald, had goatees, beat people we never should have beat. Is, this is the new reality. Sorry, we're interrupting Strem again. No, it's fine. I'm, Pete, if it hasn't happened on the oh, network, he's used to it, it hasn't happened. Yeah, it's just huh? just like when something else to wrestle with came out, they just rehashed old old titles. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, that was my number three. All right. Go yeah. watch that fucking interview on Well, the- you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> number... You're wrong and you're going to die. <laughs> number two. My number two is related to my number ten. All right. It's her husband, CM Punk. Oh. And this is the... there, big fella. And I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Your number two is probably his number one. Yeah, it probably is. And it's my number two. Still cold? Yeah. Alright, that's my number two. It's your number one? Mm-hmm. Well, let's fucking circle around then. What's your number circle two? Circle jerking around. My number two. That's my number one. It's your number one. That's my number one. Good. Well, what the fuck? John, you're number John, one. John, you're number one. Stone Cold. Austin right. 316. King of the Ring 1996. Which actually, if you look, I was going to say, was that pretty, a pretty lame card? No, the Warrior was on it. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it was a lame yes, card. Yes, he fought Jerry the uh, King Lawler in a great match. old and drunk Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Never. actually prompted this because yes. he fought um, Stone Cold in the finals despite, uh, you know, claiming that Vader squished him to death. You ever um, look into a man's eyes? 
See the devil inside of hey, him? Hey, Steve, this is uh, Doc Hendricks. You should have heard what Jake said about you while you were getting stitches. Do, do, do. <laughs> you thump your Bible and say John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. And that was the... That strap a rocket to his ass, folks. He's going to the yep. moon. Yep. I was there. And um, <laughs> You're in Columbus, Ohio in June of 97? I just like the look on uh, Doc Hendricks' face as he said... He's you can't say that! Michael Hayes. Um, you said that. I, just, I think this is just... This is the... Yeah. You want to look for a point when the Attitude Era started? This right here, talking about drinking, thumping Bibles, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is a turning point. This is just letting a man who was supposed to be the ringmaster go... You know, run, run free. Keep yes. on rocking in the free this, world. The, the reason this is my number one as well, Trembley, is because a lot of these people were established stars. This basically made him a superstar in front of our eyes. And he was still pissed. He won the tournament and he was yes. bullshit. And he was screaming like... And what, what didn't he do? <laughs> he didn't put on the pulse. Yeah, that's right. He didn't... Take all the gimmicks and right. basically just say like, he's coming for the title. In fact, in fact, anyone who puts in the props, I think, is an idiot. Anyone who encompasses the <laughs> king persona. Hey, 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 hey. Disagree. King Baron. From King the, Haku. The kingdom suits to, King Baron. To King Baron Corbin. Yeah. And everyone he in between. He could have been King Steve Austin, but fortunately we got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Baron Corbin, yeah. quite the watch collection, by the way. Interesting. 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 Yeah. I have a nice Nixon Metallica watch next to me. <laughs> John Tremblay. Austin 316. We actually left it out of the, the catchphrases because it really was just that one promo. But I think right. that promo is just, uh, you know, kicked off one of the well, look, biggest this, money-making sessions. I mean, Turks and Caicos and some guys still walking around with a shaved head goatee wearing right. an Austin 316 right. shirt. I and I mentioned it to him and he got so excited. Mm. Mm. I, w- I do want to say this promo never would have happened. Austin 316 never would have happened if it weren't for my guys, The Click, doing the curtain call yeah, that's true. in May of that year yep. and getting oh, uh, putting Triple H in detention, honk honk. Yep. Yep. <laughs> true, though. Triple H was supposed to win the King of the Ring. Yep. Nash and Hall were leaving. The kid was injured. A oh, kid wasn't part of the curtain call, excuse me. Yeah. And Michaels was the champion. Somebody needed gonna, to get punished. Yeah, they had to punish Triple H. So Triple H didn't get to win King of the Ring, so Steve Austin did. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> to quote Perry Saturn, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Stone Cold took the opportunity and ran with it. A lot of guys today don't do that. They, they don't grab that brass ring. A lot of guys would have fumbled that opportunity. <laughs> no, they don't grab that brass ring. A lot of them will just get hurt and go on vacation. They don't do that grab-ass thing. I mean, grab that brass ring. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was my number two. That was your number one. Pete your number one. Number well. Pete's Pete, number two. Pete, Pete, comment on that? Uh... What, the Stone Cold? Yes. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, mean, Pete. It was awesome. Pete, you're Pete's already one. on Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm looking at my number one pick. Uh, he's rereading the ranker. I'm reading that. <laughs> he wants to get the I'd quote like to right. I think that maybe this company will be better off after Vince McMahon is dead. Oh, yeah. But the fact is, it's going to be taken over by his idiotic daughter and his, and his doofus, doofus son in law mm-hmm. and the rest of his stupid family. Yeah. And then the mic cuts off. Uh, CM Punk. Such a great fucking Is girl. and should be, and for no contested reason, is the number one. On my list. You're going to call him a pussy again? No, I was just doing it to piss you off. I know I you were. Like I almost deleted you from my no, phone. No, you know what? One. No, I will say this. I don't like that he's not on that show every week. It, I honestly think it's Fox's decision. Well, 
Fox can suck a dick. Yeah, they can. <laughs> but, right? But listen. Uh, whose decision was it? Fox. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> CM Punk was the Stone Cold of the new era. What shirt was he wearing when he made the promo? Stone Cold shirt. That's what I loved about it. Yep. And I remember John seeing this live and calling me. I think he called me at my house and was like, did you just fucking see that? Or it was the next day or something. It was the end of the shit. He was getting pretty late. Yeah. People. And holy moly. It was, we had not seen something like that in a long time, especially after the PG era. Um, TMZ was taking our picture. Um, This was (laughs) the promo. The promo that gave fans hope to say, hey, maybe there is some chance for change. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is a chance for us to get what we want out of wrestling and not what Vince wants. And we got it for a while. We got it for a while. Daniel Bryan went over to ruined it. Yep. Which, did I bring this up on the text chain? How worthless the entire roster looked. That a part-timer had to come in and win the title. Yeah. But you know what? Think about it. They do this every year now. This has become so normal that the fans don't even bitch about it anymore. Right. It's so normal. Goldberg came and squashed Dolph Ziggler recently. Um, You know, Ronda Rousey came and did more damage to their women's division than anyone could have done. She injured our lovely Alexa Bliss. Our she, goddess, who are Alexa. Women, all these women that were pro, like were part of a big trailblazing moment, she came in and made them all lose to her, okay? <clears throat> Thank God Becky Lynch became a CM Punk type and saved it, to be honest. Don't call Becky Lynch, but, uh, fella! These uh, people are superstars. Yes, this is what, what, do you mean, these what people? sets this stuff apart from the no-way Jose's of the world. Yeah. No way. The Rock is Jose? arguably the most famous... Movie star going right now. He should, but you know what? Yeah, I can't wait to see him being Rampage or Doctor Doolittle <laughs> or earlier, Operation. The Rock, the Rock can come back and right. put him in a tag match with somebody. He doesn't have to be the main event of WrestleMania. He doesn't need to be the fucking champion after Vince not being there for there nine he years. Wants to sell eighteen thousand more pay per views. I get it. Ooh. I get it. It's all right. business. I'm Rosen Pie. Go product, see the movie. For the, does that help your product in the long run? No, it doesn't. It hurts it your hurts product. It. Look at the, look at how. Bad the shows are now. If you gave because someone, the Rock came back someone a few years yeah, ago. because it's because that was a bad year. No, it's, that was a it bad is. year. Yes, you joke, but it is because you just delayed your future talent from learning how to headline big shows on big moments. You, he set them back yeah. ten years. Ten I, years so, he set them back. I, I mean, I'm a CM Punk honk. I admit it. Um... <laughs> I wrote, I wrote. Oh, see, I didn't put it in the text. I put it in my notes. So I meant to bring it up today. Um, I put it in this line for you guys. If there's one thing you can all agree about, and if you know me, I'm fair and impartial when it comes to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speak of the devil. Oh, CM Punk at the Bears game. Yeah, CM Punk at the Bears. But it, it that was terrible from a storytelling because he works for Fox. Yeah. That's right. From a storytelling perspective, that was fucking stupid. There he is in his oh, wonderful life. Oh, look at it. two quitters. Yeah, yeah, it was just them eating popcorn. CM Punk is my all-time favorite wrestler. Look, they love each other. Look at them how they look. They look at each other like John looks at the food and Caitlin. <laughs> in that order. Oh, there they are. Pizza's ripping oh. off my speech. I know. <laughs> Do you remember that time we quit? Oh yeah, that was so fun. 
<laughs> this from the guy who... Hey, punk, are you gonna face... I'd be just that annoying guy behind him the whole game. Hey, you gonna fight... You gonna fight Seth Rogen here with Seth said about you on backstage, huh? Hey, bunk. hey, 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 hey you know, remember that time? Remember that time you told everyone you were quitting and now you're back? But How punk, are you gonna but, wrestle? But Punk's still really... He probably around and go, shut your fat mouth. Yeah, I'm watching the game. Punk. Hey, punk. You're the kind of guy who comes to me at 1 a.m. when I'm tired of the airport. Okay, Mr. Punk. Sign, <laughs> well, well, it was part of the promo when he goes, to sign my sippy cup that I'm not even on. Oh. <laughs> so, again... I'm a hawk. blowing up my Snapchat. I'm a hawk, but I try to be fair. And for all the CM Punk haters out there, I met him at a Ring of Honor show. He took the time. It wasn't a. Pay- I didn't have to pay for an autograph. He talked to me, took pictures, signed autographs. I was gonna say something. He was a good dude. He was a good dude to me, and that's. He took Chris a bag, blew him. <laughs> hey, I always make time for my special needs friends, fella. <laughs> What was your What was your nickname? Was you CM Parsi? My friends, my friends in college called me CM Parse. They did because I'm a. I have been a CM Punk fan since '03. My friends called me Big Dick. <laughs> oh, so it was like an oxymoron. Type Pete, thing? Pete, the three of us don't actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, who are these friends? Yeah. Ashley, Ashley's a big fan of Opposite Day. So. <laughs> So, I mean, it's a legendary promo. Um, Where did it fall on your list? It's number six for me. It was all over my list. I hated it. No, it was all... I I couldn't decide where to put this. I just think the setup was so good. You know what? The setup and delivery was great. The message of, like, guess what? Like, people get stepped on in wrestling all the time. It happens, like... I think he Triple H, Hogan, all of them. They all, like, come back out of nowhere and, like, guess what? They're crazy popular. Just like look at the friggin' boxer that showed up and beat up. Yeah, but uh, some guys can't afford to leave and then just come back. Like they have to make money and they earn a living. Well, no, that's, why, I, that's why. That's why CM. I'm gonna leave stars. my job and come yeah. back better than yeah. ever. Yeah, Pete, they called every wrestler before 1994. Yeah. That's why CM Punk is superior because <laughs> unlike the Jake Roberts, Virgil has to eat at the at the uh, at the old old guard. Guard. Yeah, unlike fucking old Christopher guard. knew my love for Polish women, and there comes <laughs> and in comes. Uh, Patricia Bobson. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the Jake Robertses and the Sandmans and the Lisco and the Ric Flairs of the world, CM Punk didn't inhale and yeah. swallow all of his money. Well, yeah. And yeah. Dude is straight edge, and he yeah, has every dime. Yeah. I yeah. think this is one of the few promos. Oh, that's why you trust James Hetfield so much. That's probably why you're so angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I love James. Um, so the this is one of the few promos that, uh, if I'm feeling like down, like this came out, what, 2011? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a rough time in my life. And uh, I was getting screwed at work. I used to play this over and over at my desk just mm-hmm. to kind of keep me going. Because all the glass. 6 27 11. Oh, it was 2011. Oh, the day after my birthday. Ooh. It just, well, no wonder why it happened. It just really speaks to some people. It's a good fucking promo. And then he uh, said, "Hi, Cole Cabana," and then Cole Cabana sued him. Yeah, yeah. I worked. I worked with a guy with a doofus son-in-law. Yeah, they were friends for a long, long time. Yes. And he wore a Stone Cold T-shirt. Don't forget that. We mentioned mentioned that when you were sleeping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I was texting. (laughs) That's all right. We all go through it. My number one is Hulk Hogan. Yes. Joining the New World Organization of Wrestling. This is a pro WCW. You can't hawk me for that one. As far as I'm concerned, all this crap in the ring represents the fans out there. For two years, brother. 
two years I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Oh, yeah. Because if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. Hulk Hogan. This was my number four. And this was... You think about his promo was just him shitting on it, taking a, a different view of his career and saying that, what do I get for this? Yeah. He did everything he did in his career... For money. It was wonderful. Yeah, he was telling the truth. It was an amazing promo. I think, and even that, that Hulk Hogan's not known for uh, improvisation, but that when all the shit I think he is. I think all the promos were improvised back then. No, I don't think so. That one must, that one was. Yeah. You don't think Hulk's promos back in the 80s weren't improvised? No. No, they were. Yeah. Because it was the same shit. Let me tell you something, dude. Something, something else, brother. Insert your name here. Largest arms in the world. What wild do you? Guarantee you, Vince. What makes you think my promos were scripted, man? What makes you think I couldn't think of them off the top of my head, Vince? Vince wrote. (laughs) I guarantee you, Vince wrote every single one of his promos. And Vince Vince wrote it as himself in the mirror. (laughs) Body slam, insert city. Suplex, insert arena name. Event, opponent, Bobby Heenan, you. But to yeah. sit there and say, because I love, what I love about this is the real, because it's I was thinking this when you went to the ring. Well, this, is, this is the hero <laughs> yeah. of wrestling being rained on by the trash that's usually left behind oh, in the arena. Yeah. No, now it's coming to the ring. It's fucking it's great. Fucking hits Scott Hall. I love right they were at, when they were at Disney. <laughs> Two weeks later, they were at Disney when he finally addressed Nitro. And uh, people, even people at Disney were throwing shit at him. Yeah, yeah that, that's all thanks to Hogan. That set off a great chain of trash getting thrown in there. I'll never forget, I was at... Um, Couldn't do that today. It was at an internet-only WCW pay-per-view at the Garden. It was called We're Failing. Yeah. <laughs> it, actually, it actually had a clever this is, name. This is did the, they, the beginning of the internet. Is, yeah, yeah, right, right. Like, it's the size is like the... Uh, they ran time no, they ran bigger. WCW ran bigger. They ran the fucking Georgia Dome. Um, oh, they cut it in half. As you look it up, I'm going to mention a wrinkle in the interview when... When, <laughs> when he calls it the New World Organization? Yeah, or when he's, yeah. he's holding up Mean Gene's arm so that yes. the mic can reach his mouth. <laughs> and he's he's holding it up because Mean Gene's like this. <laughs> you and, know what he should have done? Because he was friends with Mean Gene. Mm-hmm. Grab the mic and push him out of the ring. That would yeah. have been, oh my god. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, Boston I, Brawl, so it had a shitty name. My bad. Um, but it was a cool event, and the main <laughs> event was Hogan. This is... When Sting was still coming down from the rafters, yeah. it was Hogan and Sting oh, in a steel cage match. Wait, so you already got the Hogan it? and Sting match before Starcade back then? It might have been. It was no, it was right after oh, Starcade. Yeah. It was on the internet. Say. No one saw it. Yeah, that's true. It was on the internet yeah. in 1992. <laughs> you think me and Sting I, are going to have a match, man? Dude. Keep going because I want to bring up the card. It was actually a good card. Um, but my I'll point. I'll tell you something else, brother. He lets it bask. He lets it glow for a little bit. He doesn't go right away. He takes his time. He's posing. And then Holland Nash are posing like him in the background. Yes. Like the old Hogan stuff. What makes you think you can get millions? You can rent a Ferrari, man. <laughs> what makes you think you can land in Boston and ask your friend for a ride at 6 a.m., dude? Yeah. What makes you think? What makes you think? Your mom looks like Ronnie James Dio, brother. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happens, dude. I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> So, Boston Brawl in front of 18,000 wrestlers at the Fleet Center. How many people watched it online? Three? Probably. It was dial-up. 
Um, yeah. Bill Goldberg defeated Buddy Lee Parker in a minute 20. Oh, man, that was too long. Booker T defeated Mike Rotunda to retain the television title. Wow, the, the IRS, fog. How the could fog, you defend the, the title, the TV title on a, on a pay-per-view the on the internet? <laughs> this makes no sense. It was a live stream. It counts as TV. Steve McMichael defeated Greg Valentine. <laughs> The so they weren't all winners. I love Steve McMichael. The Steiner brothers defeated Raven and Perry Saturn. Wow. Chris Benoit dead defeated Eddie Guerrero. Wow. Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart defeated Ric Flair. Nice. Diamond wow. Dallas Page. Oh, it's the Lex, first time Flair and Hart beat him. Diamond Dallas Page, no. Lex Luger, and Larry Zbysko defeated Randy Savage, Kevin Nash, and Scott How Hall. How much was this pay per view? I don't know. I had tickets. I was there. Oh, it was thirty nine ninety nine. And then Sting defeated Hogan in a cage match. It was a, it was a fun show, but the good, point of bringing it up. So NWO, you know, the cage raises and the NWO beats the shit out of Sting. Fans are throwing their trash into the ring. Dude. A a container of French fries and ketchup hits Scott Hall, falls to the mat. Kevin Nash walks over, picks up a french fry, dips it in the ketchup, and eats it. No way. Yeah. And that's when he needed the stem cells. <laughs> that gave him AIDS, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, that's when it goes an hour. And then Warren Tremley landed on the moon. That's Bro. That's, that's when it goes an hour later. Scott Hall was on the floor of the hotel room eating those same french fries. Oh, no. Oh, Took like home, David Hasselhoff? Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I just had um, one, which was the Brett promo. That yeah. was it. Just hit the goddamn word for it. Joey Styles quitting. That was a good one. Talking oh. about wrestlers. It's a damn insulting to the wrestlers that you can't call. the promo that you mentioned a couple oh, weeks ago? Oh, that was that good. Oh, good. when he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, Jake the Snake. It's not the I beginning almost, of the end. It's I the end put of the that, beginning. Was that the one he did towards the Million Trust Dollar me. Man? The Muck of Avarice at yes, WrestleMania. The yes. of Avarice. I almost put that one on. I'm surprised this one didn't come up. Uh, it's more known for being the highest rated segment in Raw history, but the Mick Rock, this is uh, your yeah, life. Yeah, but was that really a promo? Yeah, that was a skit. That's so, why I didn't yeah. put it on. I thought it was a skit. Promo, I feel so. like that was a segment more than a promo. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And then my last honorable mention, I had a bunch more, but they are already mentioned. Um, Sid. It's honorable. You can mention them again. Sid. Well, I had Mark Henry, a circle debut, Heyman, One Night Stand, Brett, the Sid. Brett one that you had, Flair of Rumble. And then Sid going into WrestleMania eight, and he's and he's like talking about Hogan, and he's like, and you're sitting on the edge of your bed, ready to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about how Hogan's about to shit his pants about about facing him. The idea of just facing All, the man. That rules. Sid's Sid's run going up to WrestleMania eight when he got screwed out of the title match after after the Rumble ninety two. There's nothing better than that press 20. conference. And, <laughs> He's ready to go up and accept the award. And then they don't say anything. He goes... And he's sprinkling, <laughs> he sprinkling so his angry. paper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. It's brilliant. The man will be faithful. I wonder why Vince loved him so much. Uh, he was the only big guy that knew how to freaking be. He could sell. Oh, damn, pal. We want to give you a hoax boots. I thank you, Vince, but I just see myself oh. as a big guy named Hill. <laughs> and the other Fuck. promo that he had leading up to it when he's... Uh, <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon goes, he offered this apolo- apology right out of the side of his kisser, and Sid's going, To you, Hulk Hogan, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this giant smile on his face. That's outstanding. He was the best. Put it on now! Put it on now! <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to watch that when we stop and recording. To you, Hulk Hogan, I sincerely apologize. 
Sincerely apologize. John, <laughs> the sign of his kisser. An honorable mention would be CM Punk's contract signing before that money in the bag. Mm-hmm. He tells Vince McMahon he's taking his title and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Which, the one where he wants the ice cream bars? Yes. I was at that one. That was in Boston. Okay. And then um, a, weird th- a weird thing to comment is you notice that Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, if not the... Um, we didn't mention him once. I've got him in my honorables. You know, he's yeah. had a bunch of good promos. I just think none of sucks. them were, um... <laughs> Fuck you. None of them were, like, Memorable. as influential you. as these ones were. Like, these Sha- ones changed the course of history. Shawn Michaels, unlike Bret Hart, did his talking in the ring. Ah. Well, well as we know. good promos, though. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. As I said, no one cares about the wrestling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. So, my... Also, also, Paige, when she broke up uh, PCB... And she t- basically told uh, Charlotte Flair that uh, she she wouldn't be here unless her father was here. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Paige. I went too much makeup. Paige was basically, Paige just basically reenacted everything that A.G. Lee did. What's the Who doing over here? Good morning. They got a new album coming out. They do? Yeah. yeah. No, remember when they said they wouldn't tour anymore because John Entwistle died? I guess they don't give they a never, shit. Well, then what's this fuck got? They never said that, Pete, actually. The night John Entwistle <laughs> died, the next night they were playing a show in Vegas. No, I think recently he, they said, they, well, we can't do Anymore, it's out of respect to John. The singer's he died a decade ago. Yeah, but he like he like regretted. Was that before or after Pete got not you, Pete, but the other Pete Pete got caught? Was a kid toucher too. It was for research. Yeah, sure it was. All right, my honorable mentions. We we discussed talking smack, thousand four holds, uh, Ric Flair and Jay Lethal, Paul Heyman's. I am the one in twenty in one in twenty one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that one. That one was really good. That whole run, the glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, was fucking great. <laughs> um, CM Punk, who's your daddy, Montreal? When he hit Bret Hart's music and oh, faked them out. Oh, poo. Um, Shawn Michaels, by the way, also had a "Who's your daddy, Montreal" promo in two thousand five. That's so, the one I'm. Talk- that's the oh. one I'm talking about. Wow. Before he wrestled Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania at SummerSlam. Yes, before he before he decimated Hulk Hogan's legacy. Ultimate Warriors, goodbye. Edge's goodbye. The Jake Roberts muck. Uh, Roz Jericho William Regal defending Eugene against Triple H oh yeah I know who you are Triple H and you're a dirty rotten bat oh <laughs> fucking great cool. stuff um, the whole JR and Mankind that was a two part mm. segment when he ends up putting the mandible claw the girls didn't want to kiss me Jimmy that whole thing was mm. fucking great you guys don't watch this oh that was never... who flew better oh <laughs> yeah the second one Shout out to Russell Botch, the greatest page on Instagram. Oh, um, you know what I love? Besides I Virgil, love when I look real at Virgil. Russell Botch's page and I see Steve Austin likes it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious to me. The Dudley Boys at Heat Wave 98. They almost caused a full fucking riot. Really? Oh, it was wonderful. And then I had two two other CM Punk uh, promos on my list, Hong Kong. Um, yeah. CM Punk, after he won the world title and everyone thought he was leaving for WWE, yeah. he got in the ring and he um, started talking about the devil's greatest trick was convincing the world he didn't exist, and he hmm. he does this long-winded promo about the man who saved a snake in the in the freezing snow and the ice, and he nursed the snake back to health. And right when the snake was healthy, he bit the man and killed him. And he's like, "Why? I, I saved your life. I'm a fucking snake." And that's you know what CM Punk huh. CM Punk did. CM Punk. CM Punk, and then CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk. The CM Punk hates Raven. I've shown that to yeah, you before. Yeah, yeah. He's covered in blood, and he's just like, before you cut me off, I fucking hate you, Raven. I hate you because you remind me of my father, 
who would just get drunk and instead of providing food and clothes for us, he'd go up into the shower after a full day of work, smoke a pack of cigarettes and drink a case of beer. You're just like my fucking father. Sounds you like a good time to me. You had everything handed to <laughs> you like and you pissed it away. Yeah. It's a great you fucking sure promo. Your father wasn't Rowdy Roddy Piper Punk? Oh. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I had a good time. Oh, oh my God, Hulk, Hulk, you're bleeding. Hulk, hold on, you're bleeding. Oh, why did he do it, brother? Why do you... You're bleeding, Hulk. Oh, oh, oh bro, you're bleeding. Bro, I remember <laughs> you. Hulk right now, will you fight him at WrestleMania? Yes! yes! <laughs> oh, bro, bro, I remember going to your mom's house. She'd make the bologna sandwiches. <laughs> well, there's only po- one piece of bologna. Well, I was okay with it, man. Oh, God. Yes! See, again, see? But, no, did you just realize what we all did? Ronnie, you Ronnie remembered Piper a moment from 30 years ago. Yeah, no one yeah. brought the coconut. And that happens a lot. You know, do you you think if anybody quoted anything in the past 10, 15 yeah. years, anybody wouldn't even know? That's a good point. Piper. Piper. You know? Ronda Rousey said the only thing that Nikki Bella kicked down was the door to John Cena's <laughs> yeah, bed. Yeah, that worked out. What is it going to be, Warrior? <laughs> I think Nikki Bella knew John Cena was going to dump him, dump her. Dump her. Because she was going to be like old hat after a while. He's been training for a new one. The fuck was that, Strum? Warrior smelling his finger after uh, <laughs> yes, Sherry yes, kissed him. Yes. What is it going to be, Warrior? Everybody <laughs> thinks Nikki Bella can wrestle because she had a nice tan and big rack and was toned. But when, but when you stand next to that pale vegan, of course you're going to look athletic. I'm a big fan of Brie Bella, Brian. I think Brie Bella is the prettier of the two. She really is. She's, she's, she's natural. Cute kid. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I always turn down fake bombs. I'm like, get him out of my face. Go away. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Dirty. So that's going to do it for episode 41. This is a really random episode. I love it. We fucking, we might have no listeners after this one. We have no listeners. <laughs> that's true. Like the drunk Jericho in uh, Chris Lee. Oh, talking shop? Yeah, this is like talking shop. Talking you shop. You have five listeners. Us four and you again. Uh, <laughs> Hey, so, you know what? That's okay. Actually, the best listener is Strem because he really has to listen to cut out all Pete's racism and yeah. sexist jokes. I, I'm not racist. Yeah, Pete's not racist. I, I already told Pete, Jen to shut Pete. it off after the three-minute mark so she doesn't stop dating me. Oh, baby. Um, Don't worry. Strem will edit it out. Does yes. she always turn it off after the three-minute mark? <laughs> and you're sitting on the edge of your bed ready to throw up. That's, that's, that's what we used to call Kilgore, three-minute mark. <laughs> My favorite snap, I think, was when I circled uh, Rick Rude's pants. Oh, yeah. That was, awesome. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So I hope we get another episode in before the hol- yes. in before Christmas. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, there you go. But I, I thought of, I came up with an idea All right. for our next episode. It will probably be a shorter one just because of the topic. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> kind of fill in time with our improv. So we're gonna extend it a little bit. Give us some Christmas gifts. <laughs> it's gonna be a bottom five, top ten, and a top ten. So it's gonna be a list of fifteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your five least favorite and your ten favorite championship designs of all time. Oh, wow. that's a good one. Oh, is this inspired by Bray Wyatt having 12 championships? This is inspired by WWEshop.com having a Black Friday sale. And whoa, me whoa, saying, whoa, whoa. Uh, excuse me, Black- African American Friday sale. <laughs> I prefer Jamaican. <laughs> and Come on. That, you know, they, had a, they had a Black Friday sale and they just recently introduced a new design of the Intercontinental mm. Championship. Mm. And 
Oh. I've always wanted to own a replica of the IC title. So it was Which one, though? The new one? The white one. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the Randy one. Savage one. The real gonna, one. Why is it going to be the white one? So the That's one. the color of the strap. I got Although nothing. I like the neon yellow one, the warrior head, too. Either way. I bet you did, you f- um, <laughs> It's such a classic championship. And it was, right uh, that time, that I will not be insulted in my home. Shut up. It was like $150 off and then another 25% off on top of that yeah. and free shipping. So I was like, fuck it. I can afford it. I'm going to finally buy it. So. Oh. Chris, I'm sorry. Uh, so it's enough to let you go. I can't wait, I, I can't wait until the club comes yeah. in. State employee in the union, baby. I, I, I can't wait until it comes in. It's actually the plastic title that they overcharged. Yeah, do they sell the real belts? So they sell real ones that are like two thousand uh, dollars. This one is it's metal. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's a good quality metal in a polyurethane strap. So it's okay. it's as real as it gets. Yeah, so they make they make three. They make the the elite ones that are actual the elite title belts. The they make elite. the replicas which are metal and polyurethane, and then they make the commemoratives. That are like an acrylic plastic yeah, and a faux and like a faux so leather. You got the, the middle, the mid tier. That looks and feels real. Yeah, yeah. You got the. It weighs five pounds. So that's going to be the next episode. <laughs> What's that? Bottom five, top yep. ten championship designs of all time. I like it. Cool. Can't wait to miss it. Ah. Fuck you. I'll be here. All right. Well, thanks. I'll, everyone. No, I'll literally be right here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can record in two weeks on uh, TLC Sunday. Nice. Ooh, Unless Pete has to work at Jimmy's in case some woman walks in from Oregon. I don't know what it is. But the, the, the fan doesn't need to listen to us decide when we're going to record again. So. 